0: is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty.
1: Hey, hey, The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine. Uh, presented by the advocates, the advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. I tell you every day. And people ask me, does it really cost nothing? yet?" Yeah, costs absolutely nothing uh, to talk to The Advocates. Don't take my word for it, go do it right now. Theadvocates.com. Just click the button. It says chat with an attorney, live, online, 24-7, 365, and it won't cost you a dime. It's funny, I was driving to the gym this morning at 5 a.m. and the roads were Black Ice City. I hate winter. I am, as a golf guy, I am over winter already, uh, but I am not over the NFL playoffs. An amazing, amazing weekend. And again, the Buffalo Bills fall to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I don't think there's any other way to spin this other than the Bills choke. Not necessarily Josh Allen, but the Buffalo Bills choked. Whether it's the kicker, whether it's missing tackles, whether it is simply Stefan Diggs who bitches and moans about everything that doesn't go his way, letting a ball go right through his hands on one of the most epic throws I think I've ever seen from a quarterback, the Buffalo Bills choked. Is it Josh Allen's fault? No. Is it Josh Allen's fault though? Yeah, it is. He's supposedly this elite quarterback who's hyped up as one of the best in the business, and I got news for you. He's not. And I know the conversation is happening about Josh Allen that, Somehow, some way, Josh Allen is just a victim of his generation. Tell that to guys like, I don't know, Carl Malone and John Stockton, who never got by the Chicago Bulls. Tell that to Patrick Ewing. Tell that to Reggie Miller. You are not a victim of your generation. You are a victim of not being better than guys like Patrick Mahomes. And whether it is Josh Allen, whether it is Reggie Miller, you are only as good as the people that you beat. And, Jake, right now, Josh Allen hasn't been good enough, and he's not better than Patrick Mahomes.
0: Absolutely correct. And I, and I think that Patty is, you know, once again shown us his quality. And I think that, you know, this was the year that everyone said, oh, you know, no Tyreek Hill. This, year, this team's going to have a down year. This is not their year. This is the year where, you know, maybe the Bills get over the hump or maybe, you know, the Chiefs don't get to the AFC championship game or yada, 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 all the noise that we all heard. And Patrick Mahomes just went out and once again proved why he's the guy in the AFC right now. And obviously, you know, Baltimore's got something to say about that. Obviously, we're going to get a great matchup there. But for now, I, I think Patrick Mahomes has shown you everything you need to see. And I think the hard part for Buffalo is that, yeah, Josh Allen, it's not like he played like crap in this game. You know, it's not like he just was awful Josh Allen and turned it over 10 times. But But ultimately, here we are again another season passes by and we're sitting here talking about how Josh Allen and the bills are not able to get over the hump. And I'll say what I always say when it comes to kickers missing, you know, game tying game winner, you know, basically just clutch kicks that you need them to make. If you need your kicker to make a kick, to win a ball game, you didn't do enough during the game. And that's the reality of it. Justin Tucker level kickers don't fall off trees in this league. Right? So, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, Tyler Bass is really some awful kicker. You missed a big kick. Every kicker misses him. But the reality Mm -hmm. is you wouldn't be in that position if, like you said, if Diggs makes a catch or if you make one more play in the middle of the game. That's the
1: scapegoat, in my opinion. I, I, I don't know how Diggs didn't catch that ball. That is one of the most majestic throws I think I have ever seen as somebody that's covered the NFL for 30 years, I don't remember a quarterback just launching a football like that and dropping an absolute dime. And the wide receiver just simply did not catch it. And this, and Diggs, I think, it, it, this is a guy who's perpetually unhappy. This is a guy who whines and complains. His brother's talking about how they're not using him right and he's got to get out of Buffalo. And well, that's great. But the ball hit him in the hands. And if he catches that ball, it's a different game. But here's the other thing that you can't get away from. You look at the numbers in this game. They're dead even. You simply got beat by Patrick Mahomes. And the oddity might be that the Chiefs have struggled with drop passes this year. And then Buffalo got beat by Kansas City on a drop pass. And you had every mark in this game. Like You think about that that Nicole Hardeman fumble through the end zone. Uh, that absolutely should have been a death knoll for Kansas City as they're marching down to end that game. It wasn't. Yet you cannot finish. And the other thing that that I think so many people want to say is that, hey, well, you know, if Kansas City makes that field goal or if Buffalo wins, it makes that field goal, they win the game. Au contraire, you had, what, a minute 40 left on the clock that you were ready to hand to Patrick Mahomes. And I wouldn't be so quick to say that Patrick Mahomes went to come down and won the game for Kansas City because he had dominated Kansas City all all game long. Like, he had his way with the Chiefs. And I I think one of the scary things now is if you're the Baltimore Ravens, Travis Kelsey apparently has decided he wants to play football again because he was really, really good in that game last night. He blocked effectively. His routes were really good. My only question is how, how much depth does this Kansas City Chiefs team have at the skill positions? Because I, I look at some of the numbers out of this game and Valdez Scantling is turning into this big play wide receiver, but your only guy in volume uh, was Travis Kelsey was targeted six times and made five catches for 75 yards and two touchdowns. I My biggest concern for Kansas City is do they have depth at the skill positions outside?
0: Yeah, I mean, clearly you know, they've got enough to get the job done right now, but I, 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 yeah, I didn't, you're one injury away from, from, Hey, we're really short, right? Like as an example, if rice goes down, that's one of your biggest playmakers right now that you're just taking away another option. And so, yeah, I mean, do they have depth? No, not really. Right. I mean, you have options. You've got targets that start for you, but it's not like you got another guy that's just going to hop up off the bench and start making plays. And that's, that's the 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 proposition this year for Kansas City, and I feel like it's a proposition they've been running out there for the last two seasons, right? Like, you know, hey, we're going to lean on Travis, and we're going to try and develop guys. And, you know, obviously through the middle of the season, Kadarius Tony had many, many drops, and he was kind of the guy that everyone was beating on. And then Rasheed Rice just shows up and starts making plays. So, you know, I, I look at it, and I say, yeah, this team's really good, and Patrick Mahomes is making up for some of those, you know, pitfalls in the wide receiver room. But the reality is, is this Buffalo team has the talent on the roster. They don't have the goods to win the games they need to win. Because the other thing I think about is, Hey, your defense made plays for you, but they couldn't make plays when you needed it most. And that's the hard part is like, Mm. yeah, you did cause that fumble, you know, that went through the end zone. And that was a huge turning point in the game. Like, you know, you you look around and you're like, Yeah, you made some nice tackles, but you also allowed Pacheco to gash you a couple of times. You allowed big plays to happen. And so I I, I don't know. A lot of people today are saying, Hey, you know, it's time to move on from Sean McDermott. It's time to you know, I agree to get a hundred you know, new voice
1: that. in here. Hundred percent I agree with. That. Yeah, and
0: that's and that's cool, right? Like I, I don't disagree. I mean, you've got a track record here losing in the playoffs. I mean, this is I think it's uh what, five years in a row now? You've you've lost at different stages of the playoffs, so you know, it's not like it's any secret that this team hasn't won enough. And everyone wants to point to Josh Allen's cap hit and the $47 million. And I'm just sitting here saying, okay, they'll restructure his cap. That will get taken care of. But the reality of the situation is you can replace Sean McDermott, but whoever that is has to come in here and find a way to get these guys to the next level. And I don't really know what that is when Josh Allen's making that kind of throw and you just simply drop it. I don't know what it is when you put yourself in a position to end the game by getting that turnover at the goal line and you should take it right down the field like you had been, and you just can't do it in the moment. So that's the issue. This isn't like, hey, Joe Flacco's uh, a 40-year-old quarterback, and we just reached the ceiling on him, and that's why we lost. That's not what this is, man. It's a whole different thing. Yeah,
1: I think I look at Sean McDermott, and I see a guy that I just... I don't feel like this team plays team football. I think you have a lot of dudes that are out there playing on their own, and, and Diggs is a good example of that. And the thing that really scares me, if I'm a Buffalo fan is the regression of Josh Allen through the middle part of this season. And you see that he has the ability. He doesn't have the leadership and direction. And you can fire the offensive coordinator and do all of that. But there are guys, and the guy is Bill Belichick. Rex Ryan on Get Up This Morning was talking about it, and I agree 100%. How do you not try to hire um, Bill Belichick to lead this franchise? He's the perfect guy. I think if if it were you know if it were Sean McDermott or Jim Harbaugh, I think it's probably a toss-up. I think I would probably want Jim Harbaugh because I'm a big believer that when you have a stud quarterback, you got to have somebody that can make him even more of a stud, right? And I think when you have a guy like Sean McDermott, you know who he is. You know that he's not going to get the job done. Like how much. And this is a question. I think if you're Buffalo or any other team, like I, I wonder how much more are you leaving on the bone here? How much meat are you leaving on the bone every year? I think it's a lot. Yeah, I think it's a lot. And you know, I I look at I look at the NFC, and I I you know I look at the path Detroit's taken. Detroit hasn't played a fearsome schedule. De- Detroit, you know, I I look at um, the way that they've gone through this whole thing. And I say to myself, man, Detroit's had a pretty easy road with the Rams and Tampa, right? Well, now you got to go to San Francisco. Is Detroit battle-tested? Can they go to San Francisco and win? I think that's a huge question mark. Is Kansas City battle-tested? Can they go to Baltimore and win? Damn right they can, right? It, you're not questioning Andy Reid. You're not questioning the quarterback. You're not questioning the fact that that they made really, really good uh, adjustments on that offensive line to protect Patrick Mahomes and get him in the better spots, and the defeat the the defense four zero blitzes in the fourth quarter that absolutely changed the momentum for Kansas City's defense against Josh Allen. Those throws down the middle of the field it, uh, on that last drive, those are out of zero blitzes where they're pushing offensive linemen back into Josh Allen. Those are good adjustments. I look at I, I look at. Like San Francisco is a very good example. Is San Francisco Super Bowl good? Man, I don't know that we can say that. It's tough to say. Right? Like, you, I, I watched a really rusty team that offensively, when Debo went out, you didn't know how they were going to score. Right? There were some scary moments there when you're trying to figure out, hey, how are they going to score? I know how Kansas City is going to score. They're going to go to Travis Kelsey. I know that that. You know when I, when I look at when I look at Detroit, I know what they have to do offensively to win games. Jared Goff has to spread the football around to three different receivers, and they've got to hit big runs. I think we all know that's their blueprint. I have no idea what what San Francisco was trying to do to win that game. Number one, I, I'm I'm curious. How are you falling all over the place on your own field? And we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show. At Levi Stadium, that is one of the worst playing surfaces in the National Football League year in and year out. And you've got DBs and wide receivers slipping and falling, not from Green Bay, but from San Francisco. And I look at a lot of the decision-making on that team, and I think Kyle Shanahan's a hell of an offensive coordinator – why is CMC not getting the football more in critical situations? I have no idea. Like I, I'm Your best player. We're watching this game unfold, and you're watching Brock Purdy look really, really nervous. For the first time, Brock Purdy looked like a guy who didn't know what to do with the football. You know what you do with the football when you don't know what to do with the football? You give it to your best player. And I just didn't understand a lot of that. But then I look at Detroit, and I say to myself, this is a team that thrives on turf. This is a team that thrives inside. And now you're going to have to go to San Francisco and you're going to have to play a team that's going to make a flip load of adjustments out of that Green Bay game because they were rusty. And I don't care if Debo plays or not. I think San Francisco's twice as good as Detroit is. It's just a matter of making those adjustments and putting on cleats where you're not going to fall down all over the field at, at Levi's. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I absolutely left the game with the same feeling. It's definitely one of those things where it's like, hey, this was the game where if the 49ers were going to get got, they would have got got, yes. but they didn't. They survived, they won the game, and now the beast is back alive, and I would expect that thing to be running smoothly. That's what I would expect. And, you know, as far as Debo's concerned, you know, I, I, I mm. he's obviously a, a, a critical component. To what they do. And again, it's the whole system, Shanahan system, and Brock's a system guy, and the system. We hear about the system constantly. But this is truly one of those things where it's like that, that particular system relies on everybody working together to accomplish one thing on each individual play. And so when you lose a guy with the athletic ability and the skill of Debo Samuel, that totally changes everything, which is why you see a huge drop off. So the question, again, Really is next week or this coming week. Can Brock Purdy confidently fill that void if Debo's not available? Can Brock Purdy be the guy that's like, okay, we know this is different. We've had the whole week to prepare. Can I get the job done? And I'm inclined to say yes, but it remains to be seen.
1: Well, I think one of the other questions, and one of the things that really worries me about the Lions. Is uh, I I it's a little surprising that Baker Mayfield and he threw a horrendous interception in the game, right? But how does he get 300 yards? And how are you constantly getting beat deep by Mike Evans? Like and and I love Mike, and I think there's a real good chance that Mike ends up with the Bears, which would be phenomenal. But you cannot tell me that you're going to let Mike Evans average 18 yards a catch. It, with Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball and Bakes a gamer and, and I woke up feeling dangerous this morning. Like I get the brand and I get and who when he I woke is. up this
0: morning. I was feeling pretty dangerous and
1: that guy's a baller. How did he get 300 yards on you? And how did the one guy who can beat you rep in and rep out, beat you rep in and rep out if you're Detroit.
0: And I felt like, you know, Mike, wasn't even really beating him early. He, he like got better as the game went on, which, which is even more shocking. Like, you know that Baker's going to go to him. I mean, again, it's like Brock Purdy and CMC, right? You would expect them to throw the ball to CMC just the same way you would expect Baker to go to Mike Evans. And, and again, it's one of these things where it's like, okay, yeah, you guys covered Mike pretty good early on. Like, he didn't really have that huge game-breaker of a play. He had some crossing routes and made some nice catches, but no backbreakers or anything. And then you get into the third and you warm it up into the fourth and yeah. all of a sudden Mike Evans starts showing up and and that's the thing that i think is really interesting in this in in, in this matchup because i i man it, it it it's a big question when you look at it from that standpoint hey you guys let mike evans get going
1: they are second to the detroit lions are second to last in the nfl in yards per per pass at 8 yards per pass And I think that's absolutely terrifying when you're – and Debo, I think – Debo's – even if he plays, when you have a shoulder injury and you're going up against a physical front seven like Detroit, I think you're going to struggle to make an impact. Mm -hmm. Here's the difference, though. You look at at San Francisco's offense, and there's diversity in it. And I think Brandon IU clearly is going to have to be the guy that steps up. I think it's going to be huge. Uh, Juwan Jennings is going to have to step up and I think he will. Um, but you look at Brandon, Ayuk; he's got to get more, uh, than six targets. Like you're going to, him and Kittle both have to have eight to 10 targets. And I think that is, that's going to be a key to their success. The thing that really, again, the things that worry you and Detroit's this great story, but the things that worry you are the little details, especially in the back end of that defense on grass. The grass, especially that grass in in Santa yeah. Clara, yeah. it's the great equalizer, and this San Francisco offense is built to thrive on that turf, and it, it is it is it is quite concerning. And the other thing that that I think is is also quite concerning is you look at the way that Tampa was able to, without a number one running back in the game, average six yards a carry. Six yards a carry without with Rashad White being your number one rushing option. Yeah, and a lot
0: of that was inside too.
1: They averaged six yards a carry against Detroit's front. That's going to be a really interesting game, and as the week goes on, certainly we'll we'll get into it. Uh, but I think I think the Super Bowl is in Baltimore on Sunday. When we when we start looking at who are the best teams in this league and and what what we should look at. Dudes, I'm telling you now that that Kansas City-Baltimore game, and I can only sit up here week after week after week and just absolutely fillet the quality of that Baltimore defense. (laughs) (laughs) What did I warn you about with that Baltimore defense? They run Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, Meyer, and we... Smartly escaped the Chicago Bears. Um, Those two bros running downhill and just daring you, daring you to get after they ask. And I think this is the first time all season that we saw C.J. Stroud look absolutely average.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were better than him. There's no no question about it. I I, I mean, the Ravens' defense was as advertised. Um, They showed up, you know, and Stroud met his match. There's no question about it. You know, as far as I'm concerned, CJ Stroud, hell of a rookie season. You know everything that you could ask yeah. for out of a rookie. Um, I if I'm the if I'm D'Amico, I, my message to CJ is, hey, chin up, you know, shoulders high, like hell of a season. We'll run it back next year. But but the thing that I saw in that Raven game that that I think, like we kind of knew, but I think they took it to another level with that defense. Was hey even when our offense struggles, even a little bit early in the game, like even when the Texans got some stops and gave CJ a chance, what did the defense go out and do? And this is what worries you. If you're, you know, the 49ers looking at a potential Super Bowl matchup, in my opinion, let's say it is the Ravens, dude, if you're going up against that team and going up against that defense, you better understand that they do hit the whole game. Like, that's one thing that I think is kind of underrated. That Ravens defense is looking for a body the whole game. And there's a lot of defenses in the league that are, you know, they take some plays off or maybe they don't go as hard as they can. They yeah. just do what they need to do. And that's not what I saw out no. of that Ravens defense. And and I really feel like when they're playing like that, it, it, it rolls this sort of extra layer of momentum into Lamar. Because I think about plays where, you know, it's that fourth down play where, you know, they run Lamar out to the left and he easily, you know, that quarterback rollout easily gets that first down. Like, he wouldn't even had that opportunity if his defense hadn't been playing that way. So that's why mm. I say, like, it's hard to stop Lamar in the fourth down situation late it in the is. game. You're having trouble beating that defense. And so the only question really is: what is that defense going to do about guys like Travis Kelsey? What are you going to do? Uh, uh, against, you know, Rice? Like, how are you going to slow them down? Because if they figure out how to slow Kansas City's offense down, I'm telling you that game is pretty much over because I don't think that the Kansas City defense is going to keep up with Lamar the whole game the way they did this week. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I
1: think one of the things that really worries you so much is that you have um, a guy that in Lamar Jackson did not throw the football well, did not throw the football in volume. And you start, you start going back to, you know, is is Lamar Jackson going to regress to the mean? Is Lamar Jackson going to be that elite pocket passer that we saw develop this entire season into an absolute dominant force? Or does he become more of that scramble runaround guy and throw some dead ducks up into the air guy? Because it's a it's a little concerning that. You know, he just, and he pro, it's probably because they were up so big and they were never in danger of losing this game, right? And, and maybe that's what it was, but it. you just, you looked at some of those throws and you were like, that didn't look pretty. That didn't look good, right? And he's running around and I, I get it. You dominate 229 yards rushing <laughs> was absolutely dominant. And him to have... 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns, absolutely dominant. But now this is a Chiefs defense that likes hurting bros. And I'm telling you, I love D'Amico, but he's a couple of guys short on that, on that Houston defense. Definitely. And I'm very curious to see how all this plays out. And obviously, obviously, I'm going to favor Baltimore. Obviously, I'm going to favor Baltimore. They're at home, dominant defense. I think we learned something about Steve Spagnuolo and that chiefs defense. I think we saw adjustments, not at halftime. I think we saw an adjustment where they held shit back for the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and absolutely changed the way that they were blitzing those zero blitzes that were coming through the B gap. I mean, just you had no answer for that in Buffalo They tricked CJ.
0: Like, let's not even like, I, I I'm happy to say it. Like, he was confused at certain points in this game where where whether it was that they held some of those plays back or they showed pressure one way they brought more or they would show pressure off uh, off the slot and then they would they would bring a stunt through the middle like there was a lot of hey this cat can play but he's still a rookie and he's still there are still things he hasn't seen and they saved it for the fourth 100% so my question is when you're playing Patrick Mahomes, how do you treat it? Because I think when you pressure Patrick Mahomes, you get a much better result as a defense. I would expect I a agree. lot of that.
1: I agree. You got to get him out of the play. And I would make him run to his right, dude. Like uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's he he's just really good. All these quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, and this is why, like when we're talking about Brock Purdy and we're talking about, you know, the 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 matchup with Detroit. Jared Goff is probably the least of the quarterbacks in the playoffs that are left, but it's the NFC championship game, and he played really well. I look at Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff. I think Brock Purdy's probably even with Goff, and I don't understand the the slander, if you will, or the questions surrounding Brock Purdy. He played well enough to win the game. That dude needs to play every Sunday for like 20 straight weeks. He was clearly rusty. They were rusty. The defense was out of position. Mm -hmm. I am not judging Brock Purdy on this one game against Green Bay. Now, hey, Green Bay took him to the wire, and Jordan Love absolutely fell flat on his face. In huge moments. And what do we tell you? What, it was that was throw. Happen, dude. It was that throw we warned you all about when you're going right and you try to throw it back over the middle. Dude, you're dead in the water. But
0: I think to that point, that's what the Ravens should try to do to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Put him in a box. Force him to roll right and work with half the field. Because if you can do that, that should up your chances of slowing the, him down. The,
1: the only problem is, is that they were talking about it on the broadcast last night. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, are the number one and two rated quarterbacks within a yard of the of the boundary? When they're pressed on the sideline, they're they're elite. Yeah, that's where those guys operate. And I I I just I lean on quarterbacks. The AFC is superior. the The Ravens should win the Super Bowl. I have no doubt they're the better team. That doesn't mean they're going to win the game, right? And Baltimore is going to have to show up at home and they're probably going to have to play the best game they played in two or three seasons to beat that Kansas city team. Cause that Kansas city team is, is, is bulletproof. They're tested. They're strong that, I mean, they've got balls the size of watermelons, dude. Like they just so don't even think about messing with me. They don't care. You look at how many hits did Travis Kelsey take last night? A lot. I mean, I, I, I just, and he keeps getting up. I, if, if, I don't know. We can go, go over it and over it. Like Pacheco is carrying that team right now. But man, I look at that Ravens defense, dude. And my guy, Roquan, Patrick Queen, I thought Ronald Darby probably played the best game I've ever watched him play. I mean, he played exceptionally well. Kyle Hamilton, um, even making two poor decisions to go after a football. He, I thought he was around the football the entire time. I don't know whatever Kyle Vinoy is taking I want some because <laughs> he is playing rejuvenated you know BYU five years in the NFL Kyle Vanoy B12 I mean whatever that is but I look at I look at the way that that Ravens defense performs and God damn they are scary yeah I want I do not want anything to do with them
0: and I think the best matchup is Ravens 49ers in the Super Bowl I mean that to me is the best pure e mono football matchup, but but I think the 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 reality is, man, this is where and this is my thing for Josh Allen, man, this is where the great ones kind of separate themselves. and you know, i I the song would be different if Stefana caught that football, mm. but he didn't and and unfortunately, for Josh, now you're gonna deal with that again. So that's why I'm saying if your ownership in today's league, whether that's in Buffalo, Or anywhere else, you got to have your head coach and quarterback on the same page. And until that happens, you will not have success. So when John Harbaugh and Lamar are hoisting the Super Bowl trophy, you look at that team and you understand head coach and quarterback are on the same page. You got a thumper of a defense and you got some guys to throw to. It's really not that difficult when you look at it that way.
1: And I think the interesting thing about Patrick Mahomes is that he's shown you. I, I mean, if you if you play zone, he's going to beat you. Yes. If you blitz him, he's going to beat you. If you flush him, he's going to beat you. There's not one way to to stop Patrick Mahomes. And I think the the way that you stop the Kansas City Chiefs is you stop Travis Kelsey. You limit him. And hey, if if Rice is going to beat you, or I mean you you look at the you look at the the distribution. There's a reason that it, it is 15 carries for Isaiah Pacheco and two for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I, I mean, you, there's a reason that uh, Travis Kelsey got six, uh, MVS and Rasheed Rice got four, and pretty much nobody else. I mean, you you if Rasheed Rice is injured and he came back in the game, but if he's not a Hundo P, you got to lock down Travis Kelsey. And that's how you beat Patrick Mahomes because I don't think he is one thing I think we've all learned about Patrick Mahomes he is an unwilling runner now he's a really good scrambler of the football but he runs only because he hopes he can throw it yep and I just I I think that they are as vulnerable as they have ever been and they are still very good yeah and and I think again I will wind up picking Baltimore because Baltimore is a better football team but I I am amazed I am amazed at how resilient the Kansas City Chiefs are because I I look at these matchups. I think obviously Baltimore with the bye week into Houston that's an easy route. Yeah, Detroit has had probably the easiest route. They have not, and that's one of the things that worries you. There they should be significantly better than the Rams. They were not. They should be, and and the falter at the end of the year and don't come at me, bro, and be like, well, they report it. They reported. it. Ah! okay, great, cool. That's why you lost that game. But it, and it's 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 this whole thing where I feel very passionately that Detroit is a good football team that's not as good as they believe they are, mm. and they they do well on fast fast surfaces. And I am not convinced that they have been tested or that they are. I do not think they are as nearly as good as Kansas City or Baltimore. And I just do not, for the life of me, believe that they are nearly as good uh as the San Francisco 49ers. And that game uh very clearly is different. And I get it. That game's a, that's a that's a massive game. Mm-hmm. And th- I think when there's that kind of pressure and microscope, a lot of things get evened out. But I look at the way that Detroit won games and I don't know how you lost to the Dallas Cowboys. That was a horrendous loss. But if we go over their wins, the Seahawks, um, or their losses rather, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Packers, the Bears, the Cowboys. How do you explain those losses? Because I, I, they, I it makes no sense. That you, that you lose to the Green Bay Packers at home, and yet you beat them in Green Bay. Like That's the thing that worries you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that what you're seeing there is, you know, like there's a big difference in head coaches here. Like Dan Campbell is a fiery guy who, you know, is kind of a red ass about it and wants to kick your ass. And like, that's kind of the shtick, right? That's the mentality. Uh, but sometimes... That can let you down, right? Like sometimes, if you're always fiery and always that guy and always on edge, sometimes you will misstep and you will lose a game that maybe you shouldn't lose. And I'm inclined to think that that's not in the playoffs, right? I don't, I don't think that any of these dudes are rolling up to that game in San Francisco and saying, "Ah, well, you know, maybe this is the week we lose." Like they're not rolling up like that. But, but yeah, I do think that your point about playing surface truly matters because you look at those games they lost like like those are like that's on the road at seattle right is that is that correct or is that uh no at home so you lost at home to seattle which ones are the ones on natural on grass outside Um,
1: the loss to the ravens yep uh the um let's see the loss to the bears Mm -hmm. um which was a sleeper game and then you're inside on turf to the cowboys but It's what I've said about the Detroit Lions all season. Mm -hmm. What's the big statement, quality, holy shit, the Detroit Lions are for real win that they had this year? Yeah, I don't know either. Because, and I know that Lions fans get upset when I say this, but here are their wins. Their big win was week one at Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And then it was the the, here are their wins. Falcons at the Packers, Panthers at the Bucks uh Raiders at the Chargers, where and the Chargers were horrendous, and you won that game 4138. Uh, the Bears, not good, the Saints, not good, the Broncos not good, the Vikings not good, and the Vikings not good. Those are your wins this year. Yeah. And I look at your I look at your playoffs, and you played two teams that frankly were not that good. The Rams were not that good. And I'd remind you, you won that game 24 23, and you really, you really had a terrible second half in that game. Like you did not come out of the locker room in that game, Mm -hmm. right? If if you think about it, you didn't come out of the locker room in that game. From the minute that Tutu Atwell scored that touchdown, you were gripping your balls. You were, (laughs) you were. You were you were a little concerned. Yes. From the minute that Tutu Atwell won that game, and then if there's any other quarterback that's over five foot one and not throwing interceptions down the middle of the field in a playoff game, you an asshole. Um, like what um, is ba- me? Um, anyway, and you look at again. You look at this game. You needed. You need that that Gibbs run. That's where you were like, okay, they've got this game won. And then all of a sudden you gave up a drive to Baker and Mike Evans and you went into
0: uh-oh land. Yeah, and, and that's the one that that was surprising. I, I, I mean, I I just don't like it, – it's almost a, a situational awareness thing, right? I mean, you got to understand you're late in the game, but I think there was like four and some change left on that drive. Yeah. They go down the field. And you're just allowing Mike Evans to do what Mike Evans wants to do, which is incredibly surprising to me. How is it not a thing where you're you're doubling Mike Evans, double Mike Evans? It's wild. Take him away, make someone
1: else beat you. But this is again, this is the best and the worst of Dan Campbell. Yes, because Dan Campbell isn't a great football coach. Dan Campbell isn't Andy Reid or John Harbaugh. Dan Campbell is a guy that is, and you even, you can look at Kyle Shanahan as well. Kyle Shanahan's an offensive guru, like, you get it. What is Dan Campbell? Um, Dan Campbell is Deion Sanders. What do I mean by that? He's a motivator. He's got a lot of great one-liners. He, he has a dip in, he lifts weights, he's a big strapping dude. Do you believe? He does drills with his team in mini-camp, training camps. He's a leader. He's not a coach. Dan Campbell's the CEO and he's got a bunch of, you know, presidents of offense, ben. president of defense. He's got a bunch of dudes under him that are football coaches. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with this hierarchy until you get to San Francisco on Sunday. And if you lose, then you're going to say to yourself, man, now Ben Johnson's going to leave. And then what? Cause that's when the, the, that's when it's gonna hit because he's got in this this lions defense has got to stop giving up big plays. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing that terrifies you against San Francisco because we saw it again again, not to be redundant. And I'm not trying to be an asshole about it, but what did what did we watch on this Detroit team? Big play after big play. Mike Evans, Mike Evans.
0: You know like, what's interesting about that though, with San Francisco. San Francisco stuff is not typically shots like that, where you know, like Mike Evans styled. Oh, but it's
1: way worse. It's way worse because it's a screen pass or a toss sweep to CMC, and they're just hat on hat, and you're not good enough. You're not you, the Detroit Lions are not disciplined enough. To your point, yeah. they're not disciplined enough to make a tackle one on one.
0: And that's what I was gonna say. Their their hope in that type of situation where it's CMC with. Three wide receivers and alignment in front of them running down the field. The only hope is that Dan Campbell has found a way to make his guys want it more. And I only say that because, again, when you're playing on that crappy ass grass in San Francisco, and it is crappy, and you've got a guy the talent of CMC and the want to, you think a guy like you think CMC doesn't see what's in front of him right now? This is someone who was basically hurt for most of every season he's played, with a couple of exceptions. Now he's stayed healthy, and what do we have? Hey, you're on a Super Bowl-caliber team now. So CMC's going to be out for you. So my point is, you know that they're going to run that stuff. I would expect you to be very physical up front. I would expect the Lions, to attempt anyway, to bully... The 49ers, which I don't think will work. But if I'm the Lions, that's what I'm trying to do defensively.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Um, I, I, I don't know. We can sit here and we gonna go over it, but you guys don't want to hear what we have to say. Why don't we hear what you have to say on the Monty Show, the comments section every day. You guys every day are presented by our good friends at BuckedUp.com, the official energy drink of the Monty Show Here it is, friends, and I'll tell you, I found a new use, well, a new old use for some buckshot. Had a terrible headache yesterday after a pretty average. I got to tell you about this range session real quick. I show up at the driving range yesterday. It's cold. It's a little drizzle out. I'm in a pissy-ass mood. You know, just the general Sunday morning, cloudy, gloomy. Yeah. And then a dad and his maybe five-year-old, six-year-old son walk in. And this kid is just fired up to hit golf balls. And his first swing, he shoots one off and hits it off of the, there's a metal fence between me and this kid. Yeah, the little
0: barrier, yeah.
1: And he hits it off the barrier. And he laughs, and his dad's like, hey, hey, hey. Like, And I'm like, no, oh, I turned around and just kind of went like that to his dad. And they turned on the track man, because at this range I go to, they have track man on every bay. And the kid starts hitting driver 35 yards and he's just excited as ever. He hits one and it breaks through and uh, there's a puddle there that's frozen. He hits and the ball goes into the puddle and he's fired up. And it's just, that's what it's about. Friends. Yes. Got home, had a headache, took a buck shot, And my headache went away for like three hours until I woke up. And then I was watching football and then I went to bed with a migraine, but that doesn't really count. Um, (laughs) I I tell you, buckshot is a great headache cure. If you're somebody that's got to go home and deal with the kids or the wife and she's all she wants to do is complain about how much somebody was farting at yoga today and ruined her yoga session, pop, pop a buckshot on the way home. It's got 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine through green tea leaf extract and a bunch of brain food. Elite ingredients to make an elite product that does exactly what it says it's going to do. While I drink mine, Get in the description below after our merch, because th- there's a link to all of oh, our new you merch.
0: You guys are never doing merch, man.
1: We did merch. But after our merch, go down. You're going to see there's a link to get six free buck shots right now. Cheers to you, friends. Ah, uh, Yes, the watermelon bucked up. from or uh, Yeah, buck shot from bucked up. So good. Watermelon hits differently. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Mati. To get 20% off at checkout. All right, let's get your uh, thoughts in here. Of course, Eric Wasikowski for $5 says, since Chicago sports are in the gutter right now. Oh, what are you talking about, man? I'll tone down the rhetoric. I can recognize, look, dude, guy, you haven't won a playoff game since 1991. (coughs) And now you're going to pay to talk shit about the Bears. 1991. I was a senior in high school the last time you guys won a playoff game. Know your role and shut your mouth. And the Blackhawks have three Stanley Cups. The Sox have a World Series. Screw them. The Cubs have a World Series. What, when have you watched the Pistons lately? You <laughs> cheated your way to a national championship. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, Michigan State we're just waiting on another sex scandal like <laughs> you're real you're you're rolling on the Detroit Lions who haven't won a playoff game since I was in high school and now you're going to talk shit about Chicago sports you don't have a relevant team <clears throat> you're you're relevant in hockey because of the guy who won three Stanley Cups in Chicago right now you're terrible in basketball. Michigan is a scandal-ridden, rat-infested institution. You can't get it right at Michigan State. What, Central Michigan and sign Steeler guy? That's what you're going to stand on? And then you send me $5 to talk shit about Chicago sports? Yeah, that's stupid. God damn. We, I, I, like, how much rent? Oh, none. We live rent-free in your head. Always going to be the little brother to Chicago, man. Because shit's going good. But I appreciate the $5. Uh, Cleveland rocks, gentlemen, do us a favor and stop sending your cold Utah weather to Florida been here a month and have not used sunblock once. Oh yeah. no.
2: <laughs> oh no.
1: Brutal. Sorry to hear that. Cleveland rocks. where in Florida. Are you number one? Number two, has this not been the weirdest weather cycle in, I don't know how long couldn't get snow, got a ton of snow. And now it's like 40 or 50 degrees in Utah. Come
0: on. Yeah. Man.
1: Come on, man. Cannot wait going down to St. George this weekend. Going to go play some uh, ledges golf. Some of us cannot go. Won't, will not refuse. It's okay. Jake's going to house sit for Mrs. <coughs> um, But yeah, this has been the weirdest weather cycle ever. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable. Big Daddy Magic. I was in high school in 1991.
0: Well, so speaking of our boy, rough day for you, man.
1: Are you doing okay? Yeah, Big Daddy Magic. You okay? I mean, yeah, it's a little rough. Obviously, with uh, the Buffalo Bills, um, and, and I don't even know that it's a question of did they choke, but Big Daddy Magic sent me a video after the game last night.
0: Thanks, man.
1: Right, right. Anything but that.
0: Kansas City was the better team. But man, ride right, right. That just kicks me in my big, beautiful nuts. Have a good night. Bye
1: bye. <laughs> <laughs> that just kicks me in my big, beautiful
0: nuts. So last week it was about how Taylor Swift was like. Gonna you know, ride Josh Allen's yeah, D. Yeah, you know, and now we're talking about big, beautiful nuts. Thanks, man. Right, right. Anything but that.
1: You hear he's about to cry. Kansas City was the
0: better team. But, man, right, right, that just kicks me my big, beautiful nuts. Have a good night. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: Oh, man, that's amazing. Big Daddy Magic, love you, dude. Appreciate you, bro. I right, just by and Big Daddy Magic now has to get a Monty Show tattoo. So
0: Big Daddy Magic,
1: you know, it's just it it is what it is. This Boston, is your beloved Boston Mapes one game Tanner, and they proved their point this season. Kansas City beat him in the Super Bowl. The Rams won. There's no excuse on those games. They made mistakes, and that's how you lose in the NFL. Okay,
0: what did Tanner say? Jason Kelsey is the goat. Because the guy can chug beer and not wear a shirt at a game? Is that it? Oh,
1: that's right, because he's done, because the Eagles are mediocre, and they're not going to fire their head coach because that's what, you know, terrible teams do. (laughs) I mean, I'm just over here pointing out facts. Alex Rea, how are you? 49ers have been to a ridiculous 19 NFC championship games. If they had a few more Super Bowls, they would be the most hated team in all of sports, but they don't, so they're not. Mm. Uh, Speaking of the 49ers, Adam Schefter.
0: A Schefter bomb. um,
1: Says that Debo Samuel does not have a fracture in his shoulder and may return against the Lions on Sunday. Well, that's a big one. That's if Debo can play. But listen, who are we kidding? You guys, if you have a shoulder injury and they thought it was fractured, you're not going to be effective. One other note, Panthers uh, GM, Dan Morgan. What a stud. Dan Morgan hired as the uh, general manager of the Panthers. Number 11 selection in 2001, a Pro Bowler, seven seasons with the Panthers. Tenth in tackles all time. Yeah, uh, Dan Morgan's a huge hire for them. Okay. So we're moving it. Now Now we're going to start moving in hires, by the way. I would expect Jim Harbaugh to get an offer this week from the Chargers. I think that's simply just a matter of time. Um, Let's see. Wasikowski says, talking to Brandon Butler, I've been through what Chicago is going through right now. No, you haven't. Look, (laughs) see, here's the thing. Detroit sports is embarrassingly bad. Like, you guys are terrible. They're, They're... and, and I'm being serious. You want to compare? Let's compare. You cheated your way to a national championship. Jawan Howard's a freaking embarrassment at Michigan, right? I mean, whatever the fighting nassars are in, in East Lansing, you guys do you, okay? Uh, oh, wait, you can't because the football coach and nudes. Anyway, the point is, okay, so your football and your college football with sign stealer guy at Central Michigan, you're a dumpster fire. Uh, the Red Wings suck. The Pistons are an embarrassment. Um, you hired a cheater because, well, that's what you do to win in Michigan because sports. You hire a cheater to manage the Tigers, and they suck worse than when before and now and after. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Miggy's fatter than Zion, which nobody thought was possible. Like You're not even in the same league. We've got three cups, and Bob Probert's dead. Like, What do you want to talk about with the Red Wings? Mm-hmm. Right, like what? What is there to? But you, you keep doing you, okay? Like well, you've you been know, where Chicago is. You're not a winner.
0: I know that Detroit City FC is doing great things. Like Detroit, you're not a sports
1: town. You're not a sports town. You can't even. You, you, Let me get this right. And and I could be wrong, Eric. And you, correct. You won a national championship? Yet you have the FBI hanging over your heads. Okay. I mean, if that's what you you, I mean, again, you do you, you do you. And I would say, Hey, you could pull the parachute and head over to East Lansing, but I wouldn't do that either. It is what it is. I wouldn't. And and if the former football coach over there, Mel Tucker sent you a text, might not read it. Might want to stay away from that one.
0: Just saying,
1: you know, if he hits you on FaceTime,
0: just saying, dude, Hey,
1: Wasikowski, it's Mel Tucker. Yeah, it's a I need 35 seconds of greatness. You might not all want gas, to answer that.
0: No break. Don't
1: return the call. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, And enjoy Patrick Kane, who's like 1% of what he used to be. I think you need hips to play hockey. I could be wrong. He broke up with you over text message? But, but you do you. You do you. Now, is Chicago anything to stand out right now? No. The Hawks suck. The Bears suck. Notre Dame sucks. You know, it all sucks right now. Cubs suck. Maybe the owner will get hit by a plow. I I mean, I can only dream. I mean, his car strands out on his way up to Wineka and <coughs> on the fucking Eden's and he steps out and he's like, hey, let me check my tires. Oh, snow plow, bummer for you. Right. I mean, we can all hope. That's right, T. Right. And the North Side will be Kings again. But That's the, right. the point is, do you understand that the Cubs not winning the World Series and going to the NLCS and all that stuff? Do you understand that we won more games than you guys have? In Detroit, Have the Tigers ever won a game? Is Al Kaline? No, he's dead too. My (laughs) point is, nobody cares about the Tigers. Nobody cares about the Pistons. Well, Ron Artest does, but that's a different thing. Nobody cares about the Pistons. Nobody. Nobody cares about the Red Wings. Now, are the Lions a good story? They are, but why are they a good story? Because you haven't won since 91. Barry Sanders doesn't really want to be there, and Wayne Fonts, well, I think he's dead too. But other than that, I mean, you guys keep going with your whatever this is you think you're trying to prove over here.
0: By the way, nice job with Megatron. Really good. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, you got the best out of
1: him before he quit on you, just like Barry Sanders did. But, I mean, I could go on. I could go on. Should we keep going? I mean, do you want to run to the Youpers? I mean, you, could, um, you that's a long um, route. And it takes you right to Lambeau Field, which is where every um, Detroit you know, Lion fan wishes they were. Until right now when you're finally relevant and a few people show up. But, hey, not to be the master of the obvious.
0: Okay. Good talk. Okay. Good talk. Good talk. Really good talk.
1: (laughs) It's ridiculous. Katie Rader says afternoon. Tom Dean says Chicago greater than Detroit. It ain't close. Monty, we still have Victor. No, who's we? You're a Buffalo fan.
0: Yeah, like how are you a San Antonio fan, dude? Victor's the way. How are you a Buffalo fan if you're a Giraffe fan? Yeah, maybe you and OG Gary can hang out now that he's a Arizona fan. <laughs> now that he's an Arizona fan,
1: giggity! Eagles didn't uh, make history though. I did make history though. I'll give you that. No other team has ever collapsed like the Eagles. Damn, bro! I, and I'm serious. I'm being serious. I don't understand why are you not firing Sirianni? I, I don't get it. And Is this, that a real question? And finally, you know, listening to sports radio in in. In Philly today, finally, they they are they have stopped saying, "Oh man, well, he won a Super Bowl, like they he doesn't deserve another year." He do, He's going to get one Wednesday. They're going to do he and 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 Howie Roseman are going to do a presser together. And I just don't understand.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, man. It's 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 Nick Sirianni selling himself and winning the conversation. Uh, Carruthers,
1: Cubs fans in 2016, we're back. Cubs fans in 2024, boo hoo. I'm just curious who's more relevant, the Cubs or the Tigers? The Cubs, we're boo hoo. By
0: the way, how's that? Uh, how's that washed up Javi Baez looking now that you're paying him all that money? Nobody knows because nobody ever sees his highlights. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know. I I just hope you enjoyed Miggy while it lasted. Do you
1: understand that you guys just didn't you guys didn't the Pistons just set one of the longest losing streaks in the history of the NBA?
0: It's where you go to die. You understand that the teams the Pistons were playing were playing harder against your terrible team because they didn't want to be the ones to break the streak. But
1: at least hey, and you know what? At least you got Isaiah Thomas on the dream team. Oh, that's right. Michael kept him off of that, too. Oh, nobody likes Isaiah Thomas. No,
0: nobody, nobody,
1: nobody likes him. He didn't. And by I I would just ask, where's Isaiah Thomas from? Yeah, Chicago. Okay. So everything you got, everything you got is because we took a crap and it ran down the pipe and ended up in Detroit. That's why you got what you got. Right. Like, oh, Javi Baez is great. Yeah. And Miggy is fat and over the hill and has been for five years. And what are you paying him? What Fats. Art, Art Howe was unavailable to come back and manage the team? Oh, that's right. He said no. Great job. <laughs> like I can keep going. I'm a man. I can keep going. <laughs> You're let. Oh, Jim Harbaugh the greatest coach ever, Monty. Don't you talk about him? Why is he going to be well, the Chargers coach by ass. the end of the week?
0: <laughs> what? I mean, Michigan's perfect program, right? Clean, great job. Like, like national you know, champions. Awesome.
1: I mean I've never seen a better place program. to get a vacuum and you know uh, an FBI investigation in the like in the Vacuum's same are my thing. in the same two block radius you know you can buy a used vacuum and now Connor Stallions is doing whatever stupid cameos Sign steeler guy Hey man you guys have a legacy way to go congratulations congratulations all right I'll stop uh, Detroit owns two of the worst futility records in the NBA uh, records, the NBA record for 28 losses in a row and the Lions going 0-16 in a season. When's the last time the Bears went, oh, we've never done <laughs> And we've never had a quarterback worth a damn. I'm just saying. Uh, Joseph Carruthers, I'm not a Tiger fan. Then why are you talking shit about the Cubs? Oh, that's right, because the Cubs are relevant and whoever you're a fan um, of is not. Um, Just saying. Just saying. Ah, uh, Travis Clement Smith has to get tough. A few court case has to get through a few court cases first. Okay, okay. sure thing, bud. Harbaugh is a weirdo, <laughs> <laughs> and he wears turd stained khakis. Turd Ferguson, but the man can coach. Go Bucks, though. He we- I thought you said he wears turd stained khakis. That'd be
0: America's team okay what what are we doing
1: okay turd stained turd stained khakis
0: no redos
1: tanner Plummer, i still think nick deserves another i know you do it's not byu it's professional we're not paid to be nice guys
0: oh nick oh nick
1: (laughs) (laughs) nick just come back to provo nick Colani will hire you. We'll pat you on the back every year that you you completely blow another playoff game. And that six-week stretch to end the season where your players quit and wanted your ass fired.
0: Congratulations. This By the is, way, uh, anyone done a wellness check on AJ Brown? Just curious. This is Big 12 country. Might want to, you know, might want to check on buddy. You know. <laughs> Oh, my God. Ron Nolan, where is
1: Chicago? Is it near Iowa? For, for that matter, where is Iowa? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Somewhere in the cornfields, right? I've never been to Chicago. I I, I don't know. Wasik, uh, Robert Fowler, Wasakowski? I do believe the NBA season is still going on. It's not in Detroit. It never started. in a, And actually, it never ends. No, never no, starts. no. Nobody, Because nobody goes to Pistons games, right? I mean, nobody. Not even Cade Cunningham and his terrible knee uh richard richard gray it's probably going to be ravens and niners in the super bowl yeah I would agree.
0: which by the way again that plays to the
1: conspiracy theory you know uh Carruthers, you'd make fun of me if i told you who my mlb team is i'm making fun of you already because yeah. you're a michigan fan
0: yeah you're you're probably uh you're probably a
1: mariners guy or some type of uh tanner Plummer, mommy read the rest of my comment you casual no No, and I'm not your mommy as much as you'd like to suck from the teeth. And I know you want to suck from the teeth. I'm not your mommy.
0: Oh, my God. I am not your daddy. Dude, Um, bro, check that autocorrect, my guy. I am not your daddy. Mommy, mommy, please take me home.
1: (laughs) Eric am your daddy. (laughs) Eric Wasikowski, follower, I never cared for basketball. Yeah, I'm sure you... You didn't. I, I, wouldn't. I mean, why would you? I mean, Juwan Howard, your coach. Oh, wait, not for long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, does Chris Weber have any timeouts left? Just checking. Uh, giggity. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Tanner wants another season of misery with Nick. Apparently, this is remarkable today. It's from, re- I, I mean, yeah, it's not as remarkable as the money you make at slash Monty, but it is quite remarkable. Fast. Uh, our number two of the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. You guys, I, I cannot tell you um, how many people have gotten in at Triday Trading in the last 22 days. And it's this whole thing. I And listen, if you're somebody that is a New Year's resolutioner, Listen, I I hope you get the hell out of the gym because I was at the gym at 5 a.m. this morning and the place was overrun with hyenas. And I was like, (laughs) get out of here. But the thing that's amazing is so many people talk about money in their lives. And if you take a minute and you think about, you know, how much or how important it is in your life, how important is money?
0: Sorry, I was just too busy watching someone almost hit my car again for like the 10th time today in the parking lot.
1: So money, you need it for car insurance and stuff. Dude. And we, Jake and I talk about it all the time. We we have a firm business belief that you never make decisions based on money because that's the wrong way to 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 do it. But when you have credit card debt, when you have student loan debt, when you're trying to figure out how to pay your rent, dude, it absolutely matters. That's why you need to get to com. And the best part is, you guys, when you start your your 30-day trial membership, it costs you 10 bucks. It's the price of a new double Big Mac at McDonald's, right? Um, it, it is half a tank of gas in today's economy. It's 10 bucks. You have $10 in between your couch cushions. If you're somebody who's like, hey, um, I, I'm not sure how I'm going to pay my electric bill. My car broke down. I can't afford it. TridayTrading.com. Dude, you have to get there. Do it. Stop talking about making more money. Stop talking about changing your life. Stop talking about how you're jealous that your buddy gets to go on vacation or he buys shoes and you don't or whatever it is. Get there, Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. It's a 30-day trial membership that will change your life. And I kid you not, In inside of 48 hours, you sign up, inside of 48 hours, you're going to be trading and you're going to see how much money you can potentially make. And the best part is when you graduate their program, they open a trading account with their money. It's not your money. Money, I'm not rich like you, man. Doesn't matter how much money you have. They're going to open a trading account and put money in there for you to trade. And when you make money with their money, they give you up to 80% of the profit. At trydaytrading.com. you have nothing to lose. Never any obligation, at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Uh, let's see. James, the unofficial mayor. Have you guys texted lately?
0: Nah, dude. We have not been textually engaged. Sorry to hear that. Uh, Hi, this is James. Welcome back. Someone
1: please trade for Cade Cunningham and get that dude out of Detroit. He would do much better as a number two guy in a team that has a superstar with experience. Um, Exactly right. Katie Raider, Those Lions and Tigers should move to Central Texas. It, it, well, it, never Get mind. Um, LOL, autocorrect is a bitch, Tanner says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your daddy. Nope. It's fine. Uh Monty, read the rest of my comments. I'm not going to do it. Jack Harrington, hey, guys. Hi, Jack. I'm a Mariners fan. Hey, guys. And you're talking about the Cubs. Bro. Come on. Man. Dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. Uh, Ron Loney, who replaces Quinn at, uh, Dan Quinn at Dallas. We'll find out. Um, I mean, I think this week you guys, and we should probably talk about this. I think this is moving week in NFL coaching searches. I was talking to a guy today, um, who was telling me that, you know, you, it, you look at, you look at the jobs that are open, like Carolina, I think Ben Johnson from Detroit's from what I've been told, Ben Johnson's their leading candidate. Um, I think Dan Quinn, who interviewed in Tennessee, I think today, um, and is going to have a second interview in Seattle, um, I don't think he gets a job. So the question is, does Dan Quinn leave Dallas? I'm not necessarily convinced he's going to get a job. I think Mike Vrabel is the guy in Seattle. I think Ben Johnson's the guy in Carolina. Um, I'm really interested to see what happens in Tennessee because you have, you, you're rebuilding that team and that general manager is going to get one higher. Does he go with a young coordinator or does he go with a proven guy who has some head coaching experience, Dan Quinn? I think that's a really tough choice. I think he goes with a young coordinator, um, because that's probably what their salary slot's going to be. I look at this charger job. I have no question in my mind. That the Chargers hire Jim Harbaugh this week. Uh, I they, it, it, as you've seen, and justifiably so, it has been a very slow hiring season um in the in the NFL. And I think it's because there are a lot of candidates, which is back to my point with um the Philadelphia Eagles. You have high-level offensive candidates just sitting out there. And yet you're going to keep Nick Sirianni who continuously has failed and who is a guy who continuously makes bad decision after bad decision. And you got way worse, markedly markedly worse when your coordinators left. Like it, this is a situation where you're going to lose not only games, but this is the thing in places like Dallas that should terrify you. You're not only going to lose games in Philly. You're going to lose talent. You're going to lose the locker room. And you're going to have guys that are going to walk away. And then you're going to fire your coach and it'll be too late. And you'll wind up rebuilding. And I look at Dallas with Mike McCarthy. You had no choice but to keep him because the guys in the locker room wanted. Antonio Pierce in Las Vegas. The guys in the locker room wanted him. You almost have no choice but to keep him. And it's the right thing to do. Now I look at the situation where jobs are open. Carolina, Tennessee, Los Angeles, Seattle, Seattle's got significant roster work to do. Geno Smith is not your future quarterback. And I don't even think he's a bad quarterback. Geno Smith, you had one year and you like, you look at the offensive coordinator situation in Chicago, right? You look at that situation and, and you have to ask yourself, what did the bears really get? Um, and it's, I don't think it's official yet, although I haven't, I have not checked, but, you look at the situation with the Chicago Bears. You interviewed Cliff Kingsbury to be your um offensive coordinator. What did I guys what did I tell you guys last week? There is just no chance Cliff Kingsbury is taking that job. You're absolutely taking the interview, you're not going to take that job. You wind up hiring a guy like Shane Waldron who oversaw very average offenses, who oversaw very very plotting, methodical play calling. Now, a lot of people will tell you that one year, two years ago, where Gino was amazing. Okay, I'll give you that. The regression in that offense this year, I'm not, I, you cannot tell me that was all on Pete Carroll. No way. They, you just, the same people were in place with some modifications, minor modifications. Your skill positions were the same people. And you just did not improve. You did not grow. You did not develop. And you look at the unhappiness in DK Metcalf. That's who's going to be your offensive coordinator in Chicago. And I do not, I'm sorry. I do not believe that Shane Waldron is some amazing hire. I I do not believe it. And I just don't think that when you look at Shane Waldron, I'm asking you, if, if you are any kind of sports fan, if you're any kind of NFL fan, tell me why I should be excited about Shane Waldron work taking a job on a coach that's got a one-year deal and who's going to be fired after this coming season. Um, yeah, I don't know either, bro. I don't know why you would be excited about that. There's nothing, nothing about that hire that it, it, that if you watch, and again – If you watch the Seahawks offense the last three years, what am I excited about? (laughs) It's a great question.
0: I mean, they're not, it's not inventive. It's not new. It's not, I mean, again, we're not innovative. Dude, we're talking about the Russell Wilson meltdown. We're talking about you let go of somebody who, you know, has Hall of Fame credentials, like really good, you know, quarterback, and you moved him along because why? Oh, because you just kind of lost your way. And that happens sometimes. But this hire doesn't make you somehow way better. Someone's got to do the job. So, okay, great. But it's not like it's a great situation. There's just no getting around it.
1: And I, I just look at that one. The one moment you had this year was Drew Locke. It's the one moment you had. You know, and I, I look at Gino and 64% passing. Geno Smith. Now, obviously, he missed the last couple games of the year. Where I think we all get that. Mm-hmm. But you look at Geno's numbers, and I, I bring this up because I I, I want to get back to this Jim Harbaugh quarterback hire. I look at Geno Smith's numbers, and Geno Smith, two years ago, 70% completion, 4,200 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions on 572 attempts. This year, 499 attempts, so just a 73-attempt difference. He completes 5% less, 64.7%. He throws for almost 700 yards less. He throws 10 less touchdowns. You're telling me that's two games? 10 touchdowns, so he was going to throw five? Their offense regressed this year. And then I go to Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers, and I'm asking myself, You cannot let this cat leave without having a contract on paper. Give this mf or what he wants because if you are the the Los Angeles Chargers who should still be playing in San Diego, Mm -hmm. uh, Justin Hebert, the sex machine, my guy, Justin Herbert, that's all that matters. Screw everybody else on offense. That's the guy that matters. And as soon as you hire Jim Harbaugh, what happens? Herbert gets better. But what what does he immediately do? He improves your offensive line, your defensive line, and then he'll move on to your skill players. Because when you have a good quarterback who's got protection, your skill players automatically, no matter who they are, if Jake was your best wide receiver, he'd be a better wide receiver with Justin Herbert and three seconds of available time in the pocket. I'm a man. That's who Jim Harbaugh is. Why, Why you haven't hired him yet? From what I understand and what I've been told, Jim's been a little hesitant to sign a contract to this point. I think he really felt like he owed it. I was told that he felt like he owed it to Michigan to explore every avenue to find a way to go back to Michigan. They have not been able to do that. He is interviewed in Atlanta and in uh, Los Angeles. The interview, I was told he hit a home run um, in the the Atlanta interview. Don't know why they didn't hire him. Don't know. But there's something where Jim is telling, because I was also told... He's had an in-person interview in Los Angeles and a phone conversation with Dean Spanos. And the phone conversation with Dean Spanos wowed wowed him. Wowed him. And I think, as I've told you for 10 days, if it was up to the they he would be the head coach of the Chargers today, already, right now. And I think that's going to happen this week. I cannot imagine a scenario where Jim Harbaugh leaves Los Angeles without a contract.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that, you know, uh, again, there's a lot of conversation around the national pundits about how, you know, the NFL wants these organizations going through a long and thorough interview process and interview everyone and, you know, drag it out, more drama, right? The NFL is a 365 proposition, and that's exactly what the league wants. And so it is. now we're finally entering the week where it makes sense timeline wise to start to start hiring people because again the sooner you hire Jim the quicker your path is right every day that goes by that Jim Harbaugh is not under contract with the Los Angeles Chargers is yet another day we're sitting here waiting for Justin Herbert to to get to the promised land i mean that's just the reality of it for the chargers so so that's why i say everybody's following this process because nobody wants to stand out as, Hey, we shortchanged it or didn't do it this way or didn't do it the right way or whatever. So follow the process. Let's start hiring people this week. And so I think you see Harbaugh land. I think you see Belichick land and we move along. Yep. Totally
1: agree. Uh, Bear down cats for $5 getting on the road here in New Jersey, but it was a good weekend in Tuxin. There's still hope bear down Monty. Have a good night. Yeah. You've got a couple of nice wins in a row here. Uh, If you're Arizona basketball with with uh, the sweep in Los Angeles, which was in Tucson, Tucson, Um, Bronny James and UCLA, uh, you're 14 and four now. And really, that FAU loss is the one where you're looking back at it like, dude, you can't lose that game. No, you you can't lose the FAU game. And the Stanford game, I, I that was on the road. You never felt like you were in that one. That FAU game might come back to get you. That that might be the one, but I mean you you've got a you're on a roll here, so yeah, keep it going. Arizona basketball's got to con- continue to play well. Um, Big Blue Horses. Who is the guy in for Washington, the Commanders? That's interesting. I think the com- is the Commanders
0: a good job? I think it is. I, I I think that that this is one of those rare opportunity in sports, right? It, it's much like the Phoenix Suns were. Uh, last year, right? Where you're hey new owner, spending a ton of money, like you know, everything's moving in the right direction. That's the commander's job right now. And so, you know i i I sit here and I say, hey, you got you got that. you got your uh, your GM from San Francisco. you know, that was a good hire. Now you're moving in the right direction. So it's just important that you get someone at head coach who, philosophically aligns with your GM and it all starts working together. Cause I, again, I can't emphasize this enough. We see this, there is a, a, a structure where, Hey, GM and head coach are on the same page. They then get a quarterback that's on the same page as the head coach. And now you're off and running. So as long as they do that, they'll be fine.
1: Yeah. I I'll be interested to see how that all works out. But I, I think if you look at the commander's job, I, you have to ask yourself what it what do you want there? because I also think Dan Quinn is somebody that um, I think they like I think they really like Raheem Morris. But I think their number one candidate is Ben Johnson in Detroit as well. Um, and I think Ben is probably you know, between I think Carolina is probably his best fit with with Bryce Young there and just the financial commitment they have to Bryce and the shambles that that roster is. Yeah, I think they need somebody to come in there and just prop him up. And that's why I think Raheem Morris is probably the better candidate for Washington. I think Ben Johnson's probably a better candidate in Carolina. But I would think that Carolina wants to go somebody defensively. I mean, it, it's it's tough for my eyes when I look at the available... The available market of coaches i I don't know where you go if you are the Washington commanders you're not you're not likely you're not likely to hand the keys to does Bobby Slowick make make a lot of sense in Washington not really not on a rebuilding roster. It probably does not, although there's more talent there than people give you credit for, but I I don't, you know, the other question is, does Washington have, you know, when you look at their roster and you look at the division they're in, I mean, you're four and 13. And the biggest question is, is Sam Howell, is is he a number one
0: quarterback? I think he's capable. I think he needs development. He needs someone like, again, because Ron Rivera is not a guy who's going to come out here and be developing young hotshot quarterbacks. And, and so to me, you know, let's say, you know, just for example's sake, Ben Johnson were to take that job. Okay. That to me makes sense because it's Sam Howell, because you need someone who can develop a quarterback. But again, I agree with you. If you know, you look at the Carolina situation with Bryce young, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Bryce young uh, is without a doubt, someone who needs to be a franchise quarterback. Sam is more of a guy that, You'd love to see him develop into that but you're not so sure he's got it in him type deal.
1: Yeah, the thing that worries me is it they'll go defense again which I think is a mistake. I and I love Riverboat Ron and I think he'll be a defensive coordinator in this league. I have no and doubt. a really good one. I just don't know if I don't know if the Commanders can afford to do that because I think you know like Raheem Morris seems to be a guy that is going to get a shot this year or next. But if if I am Washington, I probably try to hire Bobby Slowick. I mean, I, because I don't know how long you can hang out right now. Mm-hmm. If you're the Washington Commanders, you need to get – the ship needs to start sailing. Yes, it does. Right, because you got to form an off-season program. You've really got to – they cannot – a, as a four-win team, you can't miss on the draft. They've got to be lockstep in the draft. Like I, I think my guess is, is that Ben Johnson has a lot more time after Sunday. I think I think San Francisco is going to knock out Detroit, and I think he will begin the process of getting hired for a job. Um, but it's going to be really interesting to see where where he goes. And again, I go back to Los Angeles you know if if they hire there's a, a gal named Donna Ponte who is now their leading candidate they interviewed her today um to be the um the their general manager she works for the NFL she's one of those people that's pipelined right like she's going to get that job mm. i think it's awfully difficult to wait if you're the commanders hire somebody before the chargers do yeah if you're the commanders, more to the point, hire Bobby Sloak before Carolina, before Atlanta, before Tennessee. You, you, if I'm Washington, I'm Bobby Slowick and Ben Johnson, and seeing what CJ Stroud did this year, mm, man, I don't know how Slowick is in your guy. Yeah. Right yeah. now, I timing mean, wise.
0: And if your draft strategy lines up, right, because again... What's the difference between the Texans and CJ Stroud and Sam Howell and Washington? Not much. Well, not too much. The only difference I see is that CJ Stroud has a little bit better of a staff around him. And they had a great game plan and great uh chemistry build. That's I really and I look thing. at
1: I look at Terry McLaurin. I look at Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, like they've got they've got talent there. I don't know what to make of Logan Thomas it like in a it, a really good receiver at tight end i mean you've got some work to do there sam howell's got to prove it i mean short of four thousand yards this year but that team was a mess Mm -hmm. um ishmael montoya we heard there's a second interview for harbaugh this week can a decision be made at the interview i think it is they will offer him a contract
0: yeah i think that decision is already made yeah i i i I,
1: I don't even think that it's i'm not even sure it's a conversation
0: yeah
1: honestly because They've they've done a good job going through the process. He's their guy. Mm-hmm. He's their guy. Lance Johnson can't wait for Jim to be Chargers head coach as a Chiefs fan. I can't wait uh for him to beat his brains out twice a year. I don't know that I would be that I would be doing that. I don't know that I'd be getting excited about that. Uh coming up in 30 minutes, we got to talk Lakers because uh they're they're all over the place right now. I, I am I am curious to see. I'm curious to see what the Lakers do. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, Cleveland Rocks, what is the latest in conference realignment? I don't think there's a whole lot in conference realignment. I mean, I, I don't know where else you're going to realign unless Florida State somehow wins their lawsuit. I just don't know that
0: there's... Yeah, it's not here yet. Not Nothing new yet.
1: The calendar's got to fall off now. Yeah. Right? Um, oh, look at that. Our guy Sean Rollins gifted five months to Sean Ember. Appreciate yeah. you, Sean. Way to go, Sean. Uh, let's, let's run through a few more of your comments. Uh, Adam Monk says, Hey guys, how are you? Atlanta interviewed Ben Johnson twice along with Glenn. Hey guys. Why? Why put two exclamation points there? I'm just curious. Um, Tanner Plummer, Washington could promote the enemy to head coach. I doubt it. If they were going to do that, they would have done it already. Yeah.
0: That's the, you know, I think it's awfully difficult to, and when you see the inconsistency with Sam Howell, how are you trying to promote that guy?
1: Yeah. Like, I think they would have done that already. That meltdown at the end of hour number two was legendary. Nice to go through the history of Detroit. You're welcome. <laughs> <CJ>. <laughs> a- anytime, anytime we can help Bailey Dietrich Monty isn't Carolina a hellhole because the owner in the front office. Well, um, David Tepper in Carolina is a tough dude to deal with. I mean, Again, I, I I know that you guys all jumped my ass because I said throwing that water, and it turned out it was water. Water. He threw water ice you know. on a fan. I, but are you really... Te- I think that is a bigger deal than people make it because it shows you he has no composure. And I know that I say this all the time. I just said it to Jake today. You can't make decisions based on emotion. You have to take emotion out of decision-making. Right? Like, it... it it, it, because it's it's the Jason Kidd line. You don't always have to be negative, mm-hmm. right? You don't always have to be negative, but when you're driving on emotion. You don't always have to be negative. When you're driving on emotion, it's almost always negative, right? Because so many times in our life, we're like, oh God, what if? Well, what if? What if to the positive? You know, like in, in Carolina, what if Bryce Young's a superstar? And you don't hire Bobby Slowick or Ben Johnson. What if? Because I think Bobby Slowick is is right now probably the hottest quarterback guru next to Jim Harper. Yeah, I mean, I did you watch CJ Stroud? <laughs> I did.
0: Yeah. We
1: all right? did. I mean, I don't know how if you if you are the Carolina Panthers, and again, I just look at these situations. And I I don't think this is rocket science, but I feel like NFL owners in and administrators make it difficult they do it's a fucking quarterback excuse my french it's a quarterback hire a quarterback guy it's justin herbert aaron glenn or any of these other candidates around that these defensive guys around the league you're not a candidate in los angeles for the charger job they need an offensive guru you're not a candidate in carolina because you're not an offensive guru you should not like when, when I look at Philadelphia, when I look at, 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 I mean, we, you can point to Dallas here's the, and Dallas is a really good example of this 36 and 15. Doesn't mean a thing if you're going to lose playoff games, but you know what? When I watch that team on the field, the Dallas Cowboys compete, they play hard. And I think CD lamb's a problem for them. But, and, and And again, if, if it's, I mean, pick your poison, pick your wide receiver of choice in this league. And there Mike are many, Evans. Pick, if Mike Evans is, is a cowboy instead of CeeDee Lamb, they're probably still playing football. Agreed. If, 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 if all things are equal, Jesus, Devonte. if Devontae, and no, was Dak good in the first half of that loss? Hell no, he wasn't. He was terrible. Right. But that's not why they lost the game, right? They lost the game. Because it didn't look like they wanted to. Why did the Pittsburgh Steelers not fire Mike Tomlin? How dare you? You know how I dare? Because his defense quit on him. His defense quit on him. Um, You know why I fire Sean McDermott? Because your quarterback's getting worse, not better. Why am I firing Nick Sirianni? Because that offense is, is waterless. They don't have a plan. They don't know what they're doing and they do not execute because it's garbage. And I watched it happen. How did you not win that division? Oh, Dallas sucks. Stacks terrible. Well, how terrible can he be when they won the division and you didn't? How terrible can they be? That's, and you look again, I just go to Detroit with all doers. I'm not even picking on the Detroit Lions. That's a good, not great football team. Mm hmm. They're going to San Francisco. Your eyes do not lie to you. San Francisco is a really good football team. With all due respect, who played mind numbingly terrible football until it really mattered. And then their defense made a play for him. Now, somebody needs to slap Dre Greenlaw on his testicles and tell him to lay down on the field when he intercepts a football. <laughs> but the def- Dre Greenlaw made a play. Yeah. They make plays, the Eagles don't. They make plays. The Cowboys didn't. They make plays. The Packers don't have the horses. We could sit here and we can go round and round about this guy and that guy. I don't have to argue for it. You should be able to look at a team and say, Nick Sirianni should have been fired. Facts. That simple. Arthur Smith. Is anybody fighting for Arthur Smith in Atlanta? No. Why would you? Is anybody fighting for Ebersucks in Chicago? Yeah, apparently they are, and I don't get it. But what do we know about the Bears? The Bears are an average-ass organization who never wins and they never have an elite quarterback. Now, you have the San Diego Chargers who rent space in Los Angeles and play at the Rams house. Okay, terrible ownership who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. But you know what they did do? They landed everybody. Hey, listen. Blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while in the NFL draft. My guy, sex machine, Justin Herbert, who I think it is – and if you hire Jim Harbaugh, could be the best quarterback in the NFL next year. And I'll say it. I know it's good. Big Danny Magic's going to have a fucking stroke. But he's better than Josh Allen in Buffalo. This is your beloved. Telling you. You put Jim Harbaugh on that sideline. And all of a sudden, Justin Herbert is not getting sacked 32 and a half times a year. And he's the best quarterback in the NFL.
0: I mean, I, I'm i happy to say it. Herbert's a better passer than Josh Allen is. Right Try now. me. Yeah, right now he is. I, I think... The difference is, is that Josh Allen has had talent and more opportunity, and that's why he's had more playoff. But again, the great equalizer is Josh Allen's never gotten over the hump, and that tells me everything I need to know. Again, it's not that Josh Allen sucks, but again, it takes that special trait to kind of get over the hump, and I want to see if your boy has the goods, and I think he does.
1: Yeah, look at that. Adam Schefter reporting the Chargers completed a general manager interview today with NFL Chief Football Administrative Officer Donna Ponte. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I'm really passionate about it because I look at situations and this is why Dan Campbell's such a special dude because he's really taking some pretty... Average ass defensive talent because I don't think they're special defensively. I think they're wildly talented offensively. But he's given Ben Johnson the reins. Do your job. What has he done? He he got the job, he hired people to do jobs, they do their jobs. They're playing for an NFC championship. Mm-hmm. That's what makes Dan Campbell special. It's why it's why this season's been so damn magical for the Lions. And Donuts, a member for 10 months. Okay, donuts. <laughs> On the morning program. Uh, Longtime Bolts fan and Jim hater, conundrum, big conundrum. But let, and I, I've, even, I think I've even said this on the show. If we had a quarterback in Chicago, I'd be fighting for Jim Harbaugh. We don't. Do you know what that's like these days? So I'm not, because we don't. The, you have what you have in, in San Diego who plays in Los Angeles is a guy who's capable of being the best quarterback in the NFL. Service him. Service him. And I would be shocked if it. <laughs> AAR, how are you, my guy? KC Chiefs own those bills. Most years, Jim Kelly reign excluded. Man, I was such a fan. Do you guys remember the Jim Kelly years? I loved a dude named Daryl Talley. Oh, man. Daryl Talley was a stud. Uh, respect the city of Buffalo, New York. Well, Dude, wide right. How can you do that, dude? Oh. I,
0: I don't know how you can. You lost. It is wide what it right. is. You lost. How can people respect you if they can't love you? Right, Commodus? Right? Like, it just is what it is. If they don't love me,
1: how will they ever respect me? Yeah.
0: Or if they don't respect me, how can they ever
1: love me? Yeah. They can't, you psychopath. <laughs> Lance Johnson. Harbaugh has a much better chance to win the NFC South than the AFC West. Hmm. Guys like Jim Harbaugh don't look at it like
0: that. And I don't think we have any idea just how good Justin Herbert can be. Jim Harbaugh
1: believes that he can make Justin Herbert the best quarterback in the NFL and they can beat the Chiefs in Kansas City in the AFC championship game. What do you want to bet? I guarantee you that's what he thinks. I guarantee you that's what he thinks. Now, there is a conspiracy theory out there that he wants to uh, go to an NFC team so that he can beat his brother in the Super Bowl. We'll see. But,
0: uh Jerry. I but you
1: know how long the turnaround in Atlanta would be for him? Depends oh, how they
0: draft.
1: Depends how you draft. Like, can you imagine? Like, where's the quickest turnaround of the open jobs? Oh, it's I think it's San Diego for sure, right? I mean the plays in Los Angeles at yeah. the Rams House. Yeah. Uh I think Seattle. If they upgrade some, some they've got to upgrade several things. You need a quarterback, dude. Uh, but Geno's service – He's shown you he can throw for you know five thousand yards is just about. But I also think uh, that division's a murderer's row. Um, because the Rams are only going to get better. The Niners are what they are. Brocktober's you under are contract, what you are. right? Yep. Uh, Tennessee's got to be in contention for that. I don't know. It, it's it's why I ask, well, again, why didn't the Eagles fire Nick Sirianni? You could win the Super Bowl <coughs> next year
0: if you'd have hired me. Your Bill. job is super attractive, bro. Dude, like, I, I don't I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, but I, instead, I, we're going to hold a press conference and tell everybody why we're doing this. Good job. I think the
1: AFC West is a tough division, but Jim Harbaugh doesn't care. WG, nobody cares about the Detroit Red Wings a bit much. Is it, though? i'm sorry
0: is the sweater not the only thing people care about that's it
1: all three of you that show up at you know papa john's uh domino's pizza hut any of the whatever you know the arena in detroit i'm an asshole and i freely admit that um the little caesar's arena bro Patrick Kane scores a goal. Get a free little Caesars pizza. No thanks. Stay hard. Um. But my point is, the Detroit Red Wings are irrelevant. I mean, absolutely, positively. Anybody, anybody. And, and, and I'm a sicko. I admit it. I love my Chicago Blackhawks. But if we look at the Detroit Red Wongs, They're terrible. Right? I mean, they're 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 absolutely because it's garbage. Can we just agree that I mean they're not the 30-point Chicago Blackhawks, right? Listen,
0: they're not the Iserman wings, okay? And it's not the Chelios Hawks.
1: Where do you think, if I said to you right now, how many just not even points, just how many wins do you think the the Detroit Red Wings have? Six. Uh, that's how many points they are out of the, uh, or 12, excuse me, out of the Atlantic. So, anyway, how many are they out of the conference? They're 12 points out of the conference, 24, 17, and 5. See, they're, they're average ass, and everybody's like, no, they're, te- like, I'm selling you, they're terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. They're awful. They suck. Yep. Yeah. They're not, actually. And people are like, oh, wow, the Red Wings are good. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. It, It's shocking. <laughs> Uh, Steven Smith. Have you watched any college basketball? At all? I think the Big Twelve is the Big East. <laughs> 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 Whoa, bro, the, the Big dude, Twelve is good, bro. It, it, Did you know the Big Twelve is a good basketball conference?
0: I, I was unaware, but what I do know is it's the Monday after this NFL weekend, and you want to talk college basketball? Wait, is this thing on the Big Wait? The
1: Big Twelve plays basketball. Jesus, wow. The big we were just talking about Arizona. We were just, it, the Big 12 is very, is, yeah, dude. It's probably the best basketball conference. I love, though, that Steven comes in here. He's like, hey, guys, did, guys, 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 did guys. you know? Did you guys know hey guys. that Patrick Mahomes hey guys. is a good quarterback? He's really good. He's good. I mean, he's really good, you guys. You, should, <laughs> do you guys watch the Chiefs? You should watch. Patrick Mahomes is really good. I, I don't know what he's doing with his haircut, but he's a really good quarterback. I I I know it. I yes, we know the Big Twelve is very good. Um,
0: um, bro, come on, man.
1: The Big Twelve is good.
0: They're, they're... I think
1: I need to be paid more for having to talk basketball with you. That's probably true. Uh, Travis Clement Smith. I'm basking in the Chiefs' afterglow and waiting for Ku Big Monday. Well, Ku is very interesting. You know what I want to understand? How good is North Carolina? And this is—I I am a North Carolina fan. Um, and North Carolina is—they're on a run. But here's the thing that worries me. Here's the thing that worries me. Right? Like you, you—the Boston College game is a very good example of what North Carolina is not. North Carolina does not have. A killer instinct. And I understand Armando Baycott's a stud. He's he's a veteran. My guy plays well. Go to the NBA. Because I think culturally, the North Carolina program, they just don't, they're not that team that's like, hey, look, we have we have the Boston College Eagles laying on the ground with their throat exposed. I've got this machete in my hand. Let's let them fly again. And then you almost, you know, give the, they're not killers. North Carolina is by far the most talented team. Yeah. And I just, they're soft. Tanner Plumer. uh, Hey, did you guys know Jason Kelsey has a beard? It's, it was news to me. Hey guys, guys, you know, I was, (laughs) I, I was watching, I happened to flip on the TV. I was looking for, um, I was looking for Rhoda um, Rota. and you don't even know what that show is. Do you No. I was looking for reruns of Mary Tyler Moore yesterday. And, you know, I happened to flip on the TV and, and there was this guy, you know, jumped out of a, one of those expensive box seat things. Um, and uh, it was weird. I thought I saw um, Taylor Swift in there, but it doesn't matter. This big gorilla-looking <laughs> motherfucker jumped out of this box without a shirt. And he had a bunch of chest hair and hard nipples. And Dude. I don't understand why they didn't arrest him. Okay, like, do you guys – I mean, that was weird. That's why I don't, I'm not a fan of the NFL. Like, when you're letting a guy rock diamond cutters and whatever that was diamond on his cutters. face, and they don't arrest him, I, I – I, I struggle with it. Yeah, I mean, he's a big, vanilla gorilla-looking guy, and I just don't understand. I just wanted to marry Tyler Moore, and it was supposed to be a double header of Mary Tyler Moore and Mash. And I got some fat white guy jumping out of a luxury suite with Taylor fucking donkey. I mean, how do you know that he didn't like assault her? You know, guys. uh, I'm glad I could help. Uh, Mr. Downtown, Tony Romo has fallen off as a Jim Nance needs to retire. He's old. Jim Nance can't do the job anymore. And I don't disagree with you about Tony Romo. But the problem is Jim Nance does not give him much to work with at all. Uh, since when did Taylor Swift become Jason Kelsey's sister-in-law? Well, I mean, she's gone. Oh, are, are you being serious right now? Yeah, Tony Romo yesterday called her his sister-in-law. I don't think he was serious. I think it was it was much more of a it
0: was tongue in cheek,
1: bro. Well, that's what he Kelsey's done with Taylor Swift, like between her tongue and ch- anyway. My point is, I he, stay hard. He it was a joke. <laughs> 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 I, you know. Okay. Uh, well, apparently they believe in love at four hundred and twenty five degrees. That's what I'm saying. a kowskinator... All these pundits will eat crow next Monday. I, you know.
0: Oh, man, the Lions are, uh, you
1: know, Jared Goff. Big Daddy Magic sent me a video over the weekend talking about how Josh Allen was going to sexually assault Taylor Swift after they beat the Chiefs. After they beat the Chiefs. So how did that work out for Buffalo? Is it possible that they could ride the D? Right? I mean, how did that work out for Buffalo. Well, Patrick Kane's gonna score a touchdown and everything's gonna be fine. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Uh LOL, Jason Kelsey,
0: disrespect is real on this show. Nobody's disrespecting him. The guy should stay retired because the Eagles are an awful franchise, yeah, bro. Can,
1: can you put your shirt back on, fat ass? Uh anyway, uh, did you know Notre Dame plays football with 10 guys, players? Guys, on the guys, 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 guys. You know? guys, guys. I, 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 listen, I was I turned on the TV and I was looking for Smokey and the bandit reruns. And there was supposed to be a marathon of Starsky and Hutch, uh, but a lot. Notre Dame was playing Ohio State uh, and the the Ohio State Wolverines.
0: Notre Dame, our mother.
1: And I I couldn't understand why the Wolverines, um, were, they were going to score into the the zone at the end there, and Notre Dame, um, God rest their soul and stuff. Um, but Notre Dame apparently didn't have enough guys on the field because the coach kept his shoes on and he can't count past seven without taking his shoes off. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? They told me his name is, it is Jason Pierre Paul because he got his hand blown off, so he takes his Now I've gone too far, but my point is, I was just looking oh, for Snarsky and Hunch and he couldn't count to 10. It's Notre Dame. I thought they educated people. Oh. Okay. Uh, Alex Raya, what the hell was the fake pun about? Was that one of the worst calls in the history of the national football league?
0: <laughs> yeah. In all seriousness. Nice execution, Slick.
1: But Sean McDermott has shown us that he can take the Buffalo Bills um, and he can really, A, nobody shovels snow like Sean McDermott. B, like the thing that's amazing about that is we've gone to the mountaintop. Now, has Sean taken us over the top? to the promised land in the valley below? He has not, but he will. And That's I am bullshit. confident that if we give him another chance, that he will. Yeah, he you know, will. over
0: the top, like, you know, Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs. Oh, wait, buddy, couldn't catch a football. Nice job, dude. He will. My bad. Sean McDermott will, because
1: he's really good friends with Nick Cerini, uh, the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, and he and Nick Serini exchange like schematics and stuff which we're is getting my, somewhere listen we both suck and we don't win big games but we will because we have hope and hope is so good correct the mundo anyway that's a different movie that's more shawshank but it was kind mm, of yeah
0: were were you being andy there or more red i mean what was what was the red hope is good meet, <laughs> meet me at the border
1: meet me at the border Red, take a chance. Uh, let's see. Big Daddy Magic. I agree with Sean McDermott. Fire him. The Enchanters will come to Buffalo, and we don't win the Super Bowl.
0: Big Daddy Magic, the heavy set one with the big gun, with the sweet tongue.
1: Okay. This is your beloved. Um, We talking Colts fake punt. Listen, our owner almost died. You know, like
0: cocaine is a hell of a drug. No,
1: that's not very nice. If he hadn't had Narcan rectally, Bro, he'd cocaine be and dead. Open, my friend Jim Ersay would be dead.
0: How the fuck else would you do this job?
1: And listen, I don't understand the fake punt because I thought Pat McAfee retired. I see him on TV all the time, and you know he's talking about how shitty his ratings are.
0: And I he just will to every back, single
1: time. I just wanted to come back and punt for the Bills so Demar Hamlin doesn't have to risk his life. Is that asking too much, but it's not really Damar Hamlin. It's his body double because we all Um, know Damar died. And this is like um, a fake Damar. Wow. A good friend of mine just texted me. Are you okay? (laughs) No, I am. No, I am not. Okay. (laughs) No, no. In fact, I am not. Um, Lance Johnson for $5. If you're talking cheap, greasy and cheap pizza, can't be pizza shuttle. We call it pizza slut in college. My fucking ass. The arena, I'm pretty sure, and I'm sure Waskakowskinator will let me know if I'm wrong. Um, Little Caesars Pizza has their name on the arena in Detroit. Pretty sure. Capazo, someone needs to crush the hopes and dreams of Sean McDermott. Hope is bad, Sean. You son of a biscuit. That's Little Caesars Arena. How dare you? Call a fake punt. You know, De- Demar is fragile. You're so fucked. What an asshole! <laughs> it's, what an asshole. Um, yeah. Should the Should the Bills fire Sean McDermott? Yeah, you got to make. You a think change. they should? Yeah, I
0: just think it's it's five years or four years of you know getting to the playoffs, getting eliminated. How many times are are you going to get to a certain level, get eliminated? And then say, ah, we'll try again next year, Skippy. Right? I mean, that's essentially what the Bills have done every single year under Josh Allen. And so Skippy. You know, the question really is can if they fire Sean McDermott, can Buddy get one of his wide receivers to catch a football down the field? Because again, Buddy. I'm sitting here saying, My God, this was this one was not on Josh Allen, but it's always on Josh Allen. And I don't know what else you say about it because, you know, whether it's Diggs or anybody else, guys got to make plays. And if they're not going to make plays, change is necessary. So maybe it is time to move on from Diggs and McDermott. And maybe we do stop paying Von Miller ridiculous money to do absolutely nothing for us. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, at some point, you got to get to a place where where you understand, hey, we need guys to make plays. And if they're not going to make plays, we need to move along. And it's pretty much that simple.
1: Uh, Dave Hickey, the athletic director of the Arizona Wildcats. You're fired. Really? Dave Hickey out February 2nd. Um, Mike uh, Candre, the former softball coach, will take over as athletic director. How about that? Yeah. How about okay. that? Nice. I think that's very interesting. I do and and uh, you know what uh, listen I'll 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 throw you this softball so I can go take a leak. Yeah. Um Josh Allen. I don't think he's at fault, but where is Josh Allen in the hierarchy of NFL quarterbacks?
0: Yeah, I mean Josh is is someone who's as talented as anybody. I think the hard part is that seemingly every single time he can't find a way to get the job done. And because he can't find a way to get the job done, guys like Patrick Mahomes are getting the job done and guys like Lamar are having more chances, you know. And I I look around the AFC and there's a lot of quarterbacks coming. So what where does he stand in the hierarchy? Yeah, I mean, he's probably a top five quarterback in the AFC. If you ask Big Daddy Magic and Bill's Nation, he's the best thing you've ever seen. But I just I I wish there was an easy answer to what's wrong with the Buffalo Bills, because they really should be able to win games like yesterday. And you look at that game. How many opportunities, how many times did the defense turn the tide of that game? And you were like, Hey, yep, we got the ball back. We're going to drive right down the field and we're going to put the chiefs away. And you just couldn't do it. And I'm not convinced that's on Josh Allen. The problem is, is the track record says that Josh is not a winner in the playoffs. So what do you do about it? My, my advice would be, yeah, fire a head coach, uh, not just for what happened in the playoffs, not just for all the 9/11 nonsense that went on in his in his press conferences, not just because it feels like you're just simply not as good as the Kansas City Chiefs, but because you need change. It's been five seasons, so yeah, Josh Allen, you're probably a top five quarterback, but you got to fire the head coach, you got to get rid of guys like Von Miller, and honestly, I'd be looking at Diggs too, because honestly, you can't have a ball right here and have it go through your hands when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs at Orchard Park. That's not good enough. So to me, yeah, he's probably a top five guy. But if he doesn't have guys to throw to who can make a catch, what good is it? And then you look around and you say, okay, well, Lamar's got guys to throw to, right? Patty has less guys to throw to, but somehow they're still getting the job done. And now Patrick Mahomes is going to go out and have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And that, to me, if you're a Bills fan and if you're in that organization, is completely unacceptable.
1: Yeah, I, I think you you have to build your organization around him, and they just with Doug with Doug McDermott with Sean McDermott there, I think that's going to be hard to do. I really, I really, I think it's going to be next to impossible to do. In fact, this Dave Hickey story uh, and texting with a guy I know, this Dave Hickey story is a big, big deal uh, at Arizona. Um, it is it is shocking that Arizona has fired. Athletic Director Dave Hickey. Um, they're in disarray. I mean, it, you're talking about a guy that's been there since 2017, and I think you're in a position where now you're in you're in absolute disarray. I I don't think you have any way to keep continuity in a place where, remember, you're broke. And you're in a situation where you don't have a way out now. Dave Hickey has been your rock, and all of a sudden he's not there. And all of a sudden he—I don't know if he is the fall guy here. I don't know if you just wanted a change of direction. I think certainly the the Sean Miller, you know, recruiting violations scandal stuff. I think certainly the instability in the football program. I, I mean. I think you're in a you're in a terrible way at Arizona. This is a huge huge story and I am very curious to see exactly how the Arizona Wildcats emerge from this.
0: Yeah, well I mean my top priority, you know, um looking at the situation would be to find I mean obviously you're going to have to hire an athletic director of course, but but my top priority would be getting the football program corrected. Meaning we got to get we got to get our football program in a place where, where we can at least contend in this new conference. And the reason for that is not just the money situation, right? Even though that's, you know, partially how you would fix that, but also so if your athletic department feels a little better, because what did we learn out of the PAC 12 situation? Like you look at Washington state, what do we learn? Hey, well, Mm. football pays for everything else, right? Football and at like at Arizona basketball, those two together pay for, you know, the the chess club or all the non revenue generating sports. So you get into a real tough position when your football program is not thriving. Your basketball team is doing the best it can, making tournament appearances, doing what it can do, but basketball money is not near what football money can be. And that's that's where I say, okay, you lost Jed. You know, you kept Noah Fafita, but you've lost some talent out of that program to Judd Fish. Now you got to go out and rebuild that thing and get it going as fast as possible. And if you do that, I think you have a chance. But honestly, Bobby Robbins is in a position where there is no breathing room now. You have Mm. to, you got to step in and say, this is how we're doing this. And then go out and find an athletic director. That, That is how I would do it.
1: You don't misplace $240 million and not pay the price. Yeah. I mean... And I'm not saying that's Dave Heakey. I just think in general, atmospherically speaking, um, when you look at it, and it for those of you who don't know the story, Arizona Athletics riding high and mighty and going to the Big 12. And then Bobby Robbins, the president of Arizona, announced that there had been a mistake in accounting. And they thought they had $240 million more than they actually had on hand, and that they had been paying cash. To run their athletic department, because there had been budget shortfalls due to COVID and a lack of support from Arizona fans attending games. The tickets, coronavirus ticket sales and concessions have lagged, and you're in a situation now where wow, you are in huge trouble.
0: But you see the vicious cycle not having strong football teams creates. Because oh yeah, if you have a strong football team, you've got concessions and tickets, and you know that that stadium is, Mm. is a money maker for you, man. And, and again, like, yeah, great. Like at Arizona is fortunate enough to have a strong basketball program and they're doing things and, and that's great. That's, that's awesome. But basketball money pales in comparison to football money. Yes, it does. And yes, you're going to a new conference. You're going to get some shares out of the tournament. Like, like totally get it, but you gotta, I'm telling you, I'm convinced of this now more than ever after watching the PAC 12 meltdown you have to be contending for the college football playoff on some level. And even, you know, and obviously we're expanding now, we're going to a 12 team format, but even in the old format, the 14 format, you had to at least be a top 15 team to really be printing and making all that money. So to me, you look at Arizona and it's a situation where, yeah, sure. Accounting absolutely piped you. This is not what you needed, but you got to get your stuff back in line. And once you do that, then you can start looking at climbing out of this hole. But until that happens, until Bobby Robbins can convince a head coach that matters to come to Arizona, you're going to be in a real tough way there.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. By the way, all of our breaking news on the Monty show presented by prize picks, your best daily fantasy option play every day on the uh, Monty show. And I have as much money as I have ever had in my prize picks account, um, have been absolutely dominating now. My six game run, uh, my six game win streak came to an end because Christian McCaffrey and uh Brock Purdy let me down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had Brock Purdy for two touchdowns. He only had one, and Christian McCaffrey needed 124 and a half yards. He had ninety-eight. But I shall survive. How have you been doing on prize picks lately?
0: Uh pretty good. Broke my cold streak with those Call of Duty picks. That was clutch. Won that. Yeah. yeah. Three out of three on Call of Duty. So now I'm, uh, yeah, now we need to keep the streak going here.
1: So the Suns tonight in the NBA, I think, are interesting. Kevin Durant, DeMar DeRozan. The Lakers are hotly pursuing DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. and have cooled on DeJounte Murray mm-hmm. and now have fix themselves on trying to make a DeMar DeRozan deal? Which guy do you like better for the Lakers?
0: Uh, I would take DeMar. I I think that DeMar is someone who, you know, obviously from L.A., of course, but I think DeMar is someone who gives you that next, hey, no doubt about it, can get a bucket when we need one guy. And to me, I watch this Laker team, and inconsistency just savages this team. Some nights AD is going ham and bullying guys and doing his thing. And he's been much better this year. No question about it.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: you look at guys like D-Lo. d is a prime of don't know which d I'm getting. Prime example of don't right. know which d I'm getting. And so, I agree. you know, you look at DeMar DeRozan and Demar's a guy where, yeah, sure. Is he going to have a bad night once in a while? Yeah, sure. But you can rely on him for 20 a night. No doubt about it. He can, he can hit a big jumper if you need to. He can certainly can spread the floor more than Delo does, in my opinion, because that's that's the big thing with Delo to me. And you look at a Demar trade; he'd certainly have to be in it. Like Delo struggles to spread the floor because he tries to play point guard, and that's his role on the team. But I, I just don't feel like he understands. Hey, who am I playing with? Because if AD is on the floor, that's where the ball should be going. You got to run the offense through AD, and then you got to move off the ball. D, that's not Delo. Delo doesn't get no, that. concept. I agree. And so, cool all these highlights over the weekend of bounce alley oops to LeBron and wrap around, and yeah, that's all fine and dandy and everything. But what good is it? And so, I like, I like it a lot. I would go after Demar for sure, a veteran, a shot maker, a playmaker fits in on a LeBron James led team. That's that is. If you can do that, I would absolutely do that. But there's also. Rumors that Miami's after DeMar and, you know, he's kind of a hot target right now. So you're going to have to move on him quick, I think, if you want him.
1: You you, I think this is going to be one of the more interesting. This will be one of the more interesting. Trade deadlines, I think this is going to it's going to be fascinating to see how all of this plays out now, having said that. Here are my prize picks for tonight. Download the Prize Picks app. Use a promo code monte to get 100% uh, deposit matching. Devin Booker, 38 and a half points, rebounds, and assists against the beloved Chicago Bulls. I like it. I got more. Kevin Durant, 39 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I have less. And then Tatum and Luca tonight. Um, I have 62 and a half points combined. More or less? Do you think? 62 and a half points pra, with Tatum.
0: is that where is that? Is that in Dallas or is that
1: in Boston? I could not tell you. We where should look it at that is. real quick. That game, I'm pretty sure, is in Dallas, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, that game is in Dallas. Yeah, I'd probably take more.
0: You'd take more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna require a big night from him to win. Okay. I like it.
1: Uh, There you go. $25 flex pick entry is entered. Now, last week we had a huge week on prize picks. Huge week on prize picks. Mm -hmm. Everybody is downloading the app and playing NBA with us. I think that's what it is. And the NFL playoffs on the weekends, phenomenal bridge. So get it done and then get in our members only group. We share our picks every day. Let's hook it up prizepicks.com promo code monty uh all right let's see who's in the room Sh- shout yourself out where are you guys let's take roll call make sure you hit the like button on the monty show everybody who's asked us for merch the link is in the description yeah, below don't tell us we didn't do nothing for you bro sweatshirts t-shirts we have really nice hats travis matthew hats we got a trucker hat and a skull cap i've got a sleeveless hoodie in there like Dude, it's all good right now. Check out the link in the description below. Um, hook it up. We always love that. Mm-hmm. Um, who's in the comments sections? JR, what's up? JR and Riverton. Gumby fresh out. Cinnamon roll. Okay. Okay. Uh, shouty. What's up? Shouty. Dallas, Texas. Love you guys in the uh, Metroplex. Thanks for supporting the show. As always, shouty also says... How does all blue blood handle the football money like Texas and Alabama? Very carefully and separately. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that you'll find is that you have guys that are directors of operations. You have, you have accountants that just handle your big sports at major universities. Uh, and they take it very, very seriously. Jeff Woodworth in Anchorage, Alaska. How are you? Uh, Steve from Kansas, Hey, Joseph Harper in Bakersfield, California, Joseph, the king of prize picks, by the way, that's right. The king of prize picks. Uh, AAR says DeMar DeRozan and Jimmy buckets in Miami. Nope. Won't work. I actually think it works well. Yeah, I think that works because I think Jimmy likes being a perimeter player and DeMar is I think a savage in the mid range. And I think that's exactly what the Lakers need. They don't have a great mid range player. And I think if you put Demar Derozan on the Lakers, I don't know that I'm willing to give up Austin Reeves to get Demar Derozan. That's when, that's when I, it's tough for me. It's tough. Steven Smith is in Ames, Iowa. Hello, hey, Ames. Um, Katie Raider in Katie, Texas. Hello, Texas. Capaz uh, Omani, whatever you don't give up this uh, day job for singing, I will never, ever. Hello. <laughs> is it me you're looking for i'll never i I can really sing in the shower but i you guys you know good to see you uh capazzo i'm coming down to play the ledges the ledges jake didn't want to golf this weekend he told me to screw up um are you mad at me for that now i feel some animosity coming from you no. Okay, good. I'm not mad at you about it. I just Rick. it's not true that I didn't want to go. Yeah, it is. Um what? Hey, you're married now. I get it. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, but you guys are going <laughs> back to you know, you guys are going back to your regular lives now and I'm not know, sure, I'm not making sure. What babies you mean, man. And,
0: hey, Mrs. Monty's the one that's been riding me about having kids, man.
1: Well, Gotta lose your virginity first. Uh Lance Johnson. I'm in, <laughs> in cold ass Kansas City, but headed to Cabo Saturday. Let's go. Carruthers <laughs> says I ain't moving anytime soon. Monty shows Stanley Cups, like 50 of them. Hey Monty. Uh Dakota Tubbs, KCMO. What's up? Kansas City. Hey, boss frog, my guy. Dallas, Texas. Hey, J2H. Sa, dude. Sa, so, dude. So, dude. So, dude. Good to see you, my friend. Capazzo, I always say the Jeezy, but really it's Hurricane Valley. Let's go. Now, if somebody corrected me the other day on DM. I've always said Hurricane. Uh-huh. I'm told now that they prefer Hurricane.
0: No, they do not. And
1: if that's true, screw you. No I'm way. saying it's Hurricane.
0: It's Hurricane now, and
1: it will <laughs> Bro, always be it's Hurricane. It's
0: been Hurricane for like 20 years. What do you mean it's Hurricane? This is I know. in Florida.
1: Um Capazo, the other question I have is uh we gotta hook up when we come down to Copper Rock. We play Copper Rock and <laughs> Hurricane. Walker.
0: You said it. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Ron Nolan is
1: Canyon Rim. Good to see you. Carruthers, I can see the hostility See what I mean? Uh Neville 93. What's up, fam? What's up, Neville? Good what's to I see did? you. Hope the family's well. Uh Gumby Fresh Out says babies. Aaron Wilson says, I'm back. Washington State, by the way, Carruthers. Good to see you in Washington State. I always like you guys shouting yourselves out. I love the fact that you guys tell us where you're from. And by the way, buy some merch. Tell people about the show. Let's go. That's right. Monty Show meetup in San Pedro, Belize. Oh, I love Belize. Love it. I would go. Uh, Lance Johnson, Dallas County, boy. Johnson. (laughs) What a frustrating day. What happened now? Yeah, what happened, bro? Uh, St. Clair Shores, Detroit. Eric Wasikowski, uh, Lubbock, Texas, Aaron Wilson, uh, Lance meet me in Tarrant County, Alaska. That's right. Gumby fresh out says I'm on Uranus. <laughs> I need a mirror to check if that's oh, true. Come on now. You know, there was actually, you guys don't want to hear the story. I'm warning <coughs> you. There was a TikTok video about the fact that less than 2% of humans can look at their
0: anus, you know? Uh, how do you come across this stuff, bro? Like, Q Janus TikTok for you page, man. Bro, like, it was a you... yo. It, it was a yogi. So let me get this right. You're on the for you page of TikToks, and it's showing you buttholes. It's no, no. They like, didn't
1: show a Uranus. They were saying this person, this yoga guru um, that I follow, he was saying that less than two percent. Because I'm always looking for new stretches to so do. I said, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, stretches. I'm trying to get more flexible as a human being so I can golf, right? Um, and I, I, I don't know what I searched or even if I searched, I think it just served it to me. And we were saying that this yoga guru was like less than 2% of humans can are flexible enough to see their anus. Stay like, oh, okay. <laughs> I actually laughed at it and it's true. Uh, this is why I'm not on TikTok, Alex. bro. <laughs>
2: That's
1: awesome. Alex Reyes says, what the hell? Dude, I just, <laughs> I just do things. Boss Frog says I nearly rear-ended the car in front of me over that comment, Guppy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, the Johnny month Gonzalez. of January golf will continue the Lions over the Niners. That is as illegal in the NFL to have Mister Irrelevant QB in the Super Bowl. His brother's transferring again, by the way. Uh, Lance Johnson, more than 2% have mirrors. Nobody actually looks at their butthole in a mirror. Killed Nobody.
0: Janus. was: if you're was, looking at your butthole in a mirror, there's something wrong. You got to get a job. Um, yeah, but like, But his we doing? point
1: was there's,
0: uh, like,
1: can I can't even imagine bending over and being like, hmm, I wonder what my butthole looks like. <laughs> 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 How do you even get down there? Like, how do you even like? I'm serious. Holy
0: crap! I'm serious.
1: How do you like? Can you? I play brother. I'm not that flexible. I've got too many ribs. I'm not that flexible. And if you're down on your, if you're down looking at your butthole, there's a bunch of other things that you know. Fucking cold. Yeah, like you know. How did we get on butthole talk, dude? You know, Katie Rader, being on TikTok is a problem alone. It is. Kiss Uh, my butt! Carruthers, you need a telescope or something like that to see Uranus. I've heard that. Uh, Capazzo, the ledges is a nice course. I remember when there was only 20 houses out there and and no golf course in sight, right? It's completely different. Ooh. Brett McMurphy, the Action Network. Stay is tweeting uh, Arizona AD Dave Hickey was fired for financial and operational mismanagement oh. Resulting, oh. Uh, resulting in an athletic department oh. financial disaster dude loss of major donors and mishandling of former coach Jed Fish's contract
0: oh my word bro Hickey
1: hired new football coach Brent Brennan last week to replace Fish, who went to Washington. Holy capazzo. So, what
0: did they actually just say right there? That it's Dave Hickey's fault they lost two hundred forty million dollars, and because they lost two hundred forty million dollars, they could not afford to pay Jed Fish, which is why he's gone. Oof.
1: Um, this is a problem, and Bro. I'll give. I think you said it on the show. Who's getting fired when Dave, uh, when Jed Fish leaves? Dude, Dave Hickey. <clears throat> so you're saying that Dave Hickey now, not for nothing. If your athletic director is also the one doing your accounting, you're fucked anyways. Yes.
0: Like what that were needs you thinking? To be said yes.
1: If you have your athletic director, uh, I what what like he can't be sitting there counting beans, dude. You have to have somebody that is your accountant for football, for basketball, for like in the the stick and ball sports, usually it is your chief of staff. Mm-hmm. And depending on how the department's set up, you'll have somebody that oversee. And a lot of times the athletics department. So in my experience, yeah, you have a the athletic director who's over everything. Mm-hmm. So if there is, hey, you know, we're about five bucks short and uh, we don't have meal money today. Let's go see Dave Hickey, but you don't you don't have your athletic director actually being like, all right, got to balance the checkbook, boys. He doesn't do that. You have somebody that is your essentially your CFO of your athletic department, and then you have an operations director in every sport who handles budgeting and in things like stick and ball sports because I know a bunch of of coaches and. Having been in the baseball world, I know people that do that job. Right. And where do they go from there? They go up to professional sports because they handle money. You can't have And again, I'm not I'm not speaking with a broad brush because I know every athletic department set up differently. You can't have the athletic director counting pennies on a daily basis. Does he need oversight of the budget? Of course. But he's a guy that looks at P&L sheets. He's a guy who looks at bank balances. He's not a guy who's like, well, hang on. I'm trying to subtract the three um, from the nine and carry the seven. Like, that's not his job. That's,
0: I, I am shocked by that news. <clears throat> apparently, it was. And I am shocked by the. See, when the $240 million mistake first came out, and we talked about it on the show, I remember, we had a discussion about whether or not you should fire Bobby Robbins on the spot. Oops. And now... Now, after this development's happened, I gotta say, I probably would fire Bobby Robbins. Bobby Robbins should be terminated because I look at this and I totally agree. If your athletic director is doing the math, you got a problem already. Yeah. But, but furthermore, if you're a, you know, because the statement said that they lost donors and they've lost a bunch of stuff. Well, Bobby, what did you think was gonna happen? And this is what I always try to tell people hey, if you're, if you're, day to day in a compromised position of some variety you're just one bad little step one cookie crumble away from your whole thing just melting down and for that reason bobby should be fired absolutely and and absolutely and i look at this and i say okay for all you arizona fans out there bro you got to you got to start saying like hey this isn't just a Dave he, he issue like sure mm. is Dave, the fall guy here. And will we ever know what actually happened? Well, of course not. And of course, yes, but, but, but ultimately there's gotta be accountability here. And I, and I just feel Man. like, Hey, yeah. Did Bobby help facilitate the big 12 situation? Absolutely. And will that pay you and help you get out of this? Of course, but that doesn't mean he should have the right to enjoy the fruits of that labor after this type of mistake. Cause with, without Bobby's oversight, you wouldn't be here, right? Like this mistake would have never happened if you had someone running the ship who was, who was just absolutely, you know, anal about accounting. Yes. Like, Hey dude, we got to be like, especially cause our football program's not printing. We got to be like line itemed out. We got to be, you know, I's dotted, T's crossed. So for that reason, yeah. Now that, now that, Dave has been fired, and you're going to say all that nonsense in the statement? Yeah, I'd probably fire Bobby too. Jason
1: Shear uh, is reporting. Jason, of course, uh, WildcatAuthority.com. Uh, there is an audit on Arizona Athletics Department that will be released within the next week or so, and the results were not good. There are other issues at Arizona, but Hiki will be taking the fall for it. Ooh. Uh, like this is this is so, shocking. So based on that, wow, Bobby's going to keep his job. Wow, I am in hundred percent agreement with you.
0: He, he Bobby Robbins should be fired.
1: Yeah, this is.
0: And I hate calling for guys' jobs, but this is kind of different.
1: You don't. You're you are the president of the university, and you you are now leaking to the media that your athletic director is the reason you lost two hundred forty million dollars in daily <laughs> operating cash. <clears throat> That's a problem, and it's mismanagement by the athletic director, sure. But again, Jim Harbaugh, did you know about it? Oh, you didn't. Know? Okay, you're fired. Oh, you did know about it. Okay, you're fired. Um, you're out, Bobby Robbins. Like you cannot be trusted. That simple, bro. You can't be trusted, Johnny Gonzalez. You can't be all heeky deeky with your finances and expect to keep your job. Yeah. See, see what he did there. Yeah. He.
0: I saw. Heeky yeah, I deeky. saw.
1: Uh, Big Daddy Magic, $240 million is a lot of money. This is your beloved. Okay. Okay. You know. Katie Raider, $240 million is beyond criminal. I'm curious what that audit says.
0: And by the way, the other question I have is, how is your system so basic that your athletic director can make a $240 million I'm sorry, I thought you said $240 million. That's the other thing that's so
1: jaw-dropping. But what did I... And not to keep telling you how much I know, and I hope Boss Frog is here. I don't know if he is or not. Let me ask you a question. Let me get this right. You're at the University of Arizona. You're broke because nobody's going to your games and buying hot dogs. So... As a, as a university, the president, Bobby Robbins, made a decision to fund athletics out of daily cash, their cash accounts. Cause again, I don't know how many people can give a shit about it, but you know, they have cat, they have bank accounts that, Hey, you know, the pipe in the AV lab broke. Okay. Daily cash. Give me the bill. Day- okay, great. You were funding athletics in total. Out of the daily cash accounts, and then, when you did some accounting and you were like, well, uh, hey, why did that why did I get declined for that uh, Portillo's hot dog um, lunch today? Um oh, because there's no money in that account. What? Oh, yeah, there was a accounting error, and they claim an accounting error, and they have two hundred and forty million dollars less on hand than they thought they had.
2: What you want me to say to them?
1: So that'd be like you and I being like, man, I thought I had like 500 bucks left in the bank. I paid my rent, paid my, oh, I wrote that check. Right. Remember when you were like 17 and you wrote a check out of your checking account, you forgot about overdrawn. That's essentially what happened at Arizona where they were using daily cash to pay for athletics in total. And somebody forgot to check the- It's Totally unacceptable, bro. They forgot to check the Wells Fargo app. It is totally unacceptable. Can you uh, that it just seems so irresponsible to be funding your athletic department out of daily cash. It's going to go into crisis I mean, lockdown mode here at the house. That would never happen at SMU because you know. Well, but, they
0: just have <laughs> infinite cash. That's yeah,
1: the difference. I mean, oh, money, boy. Uh I can't believe that Arizona's in this position. I can there's boss frog. Keep in mind, I'm sure these guys have external auditors, KPMG, PWC, and that should be involved validating the books. You don't handle budgets this large at a public university just with internal accounts, accounting. Apparently at Arizona, they do. You know, like it, it's wild. Jeff Woodworth, uh, when it beat Oregon twice, it embarrassed itself. Okay. Uh, tax season's a beat, Sean Rollins says maybe not, uh, Jake Robbins signs off on balance sheets. This happens all the time with CEOs in the corporate world, but it's his responsibility. It doesn't to know. matter,
0: bro. He knew now it's no avoid either way. What we think, because, yeah, it because he's going to keep his job based on that statement. But you know, I, I just, can, how did they find
1: out? Uh, Hey, uh, Jimmy, um, Hey, Dave Hickey, uh, for some reason, and I don't know what happened, but uh, Spalding um, says that our uh, our credit card declined on that basketball order. Oh, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, uh, I think they're in a an Under Armour school. I could be wrong. Right. I don't know. Uh, Under Armour said uh, the uh, check didn't clear the bank on those uh, compression shorts. Like, what do you think happened? Do you think somebody was like, um, "Well, <laughs> I wonder what happened." Like, how do you find out about that? Uh, Wasakowski is Rumsfeld running their financial department. Who's Rumsfeld? Uh, Steven Smith gives us $50. Thank you, sir. Nice. Isn't it ironic that we're talking about ASU was so screwed up from Crow about the football issues last year and not wanting to go to the Big 12 to now Arizona being short 240? Seriously. Now
0: Arizona's a Nike school.
1: The Arizona Board of Regents is losing their minds <clears throat> right now. Well, <clears throat> where's the buck stop? Where's the box? Apparently
0: start? not with good old Bobby.
1: Lance says, as a corporate planning professional, you can project anything, but you spend it unless, uh, but you spend it unless you have the cash or credit facility. And that's the other thing. Like, are you, do you not have your credit facility in this case? Do you not have, have boosters? Do you not have NIL collectives? Do you like, what, what, what are we doing? That's wild to me. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. Old Greg, this uh scaly manfish is from Mill Creek, Utah. Way to go, Mill Creek. Good to see Ooh. you. Uh, you misunderstood my comment. Robbins
0: needs to be released from his employment. Yes, released from his employment. See
2: now you
1: <clears throat> that's guys a know. good corporate
0: man right yeah, there. You guys know that boss frog's kind of a big deal and his, you know, half uh, corporate, half falutin Porsche funding job. That right there is English for you're fired.
1: Get the out. Uh, Carruthers, the diamondbacks are the diamond in the rough right now in Arizona Sports. Uh, no, hello, Devin Booker. You're welcome. Hey guys. Uh, buck always stops with a buck shot. Why, yes, it does. See sir. what he did there. It's like buck and buck shot, and it all works together. Bucked up the official energy drink of the Monty show presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Uh, hit them up online, theadvocates.com. You can always chat with an attorney live online at the advocates, and it'll never cost you a dime. You just click on their on their uh, website. There's a box that says chat with an attorney. No consultation fees, no retainers. In fact, you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. So you never actually reach into your pocket to pay the advocates. No, no, friends. They know that you need to worry about, hey, paying your rent, paying your mortgage, getting back on your feet. They're going to take all those financial worries about your medical bills. Hey, am I going to get my job back? Let the advocates handle that. See, because there's not a case that they haven't seen before. They've been through it all, so you can rest easy and recover. While well, the advocates take care of everything else for you at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show. A couple more on Dave Heakey in Arizona. Then we have to get to uh, in and out uh, and McDonald's and the Double Big Mac. No, I'm not kidding. Uh, like you really just one of the bigger trolls there are. Who, me? What am I, what am I trolling? Uh, correct, Monty. Small expenses, like you described, is paid out of petty cash, when, which generally cash line items, you don't use petty cash to run your day-to-day operations. It's wild. It's wild. Um, Arizona learned math from the commissioner. Seriously. Right? Like you, you learn, you learn it from... Not Back to the envelope calculations. Not being good at all. Um, oh, look, duck season. Well, see, you you use all those emojis, and it doesn't end well for you. Uh, Jeff Wibberth, well, Utah has won their conference championship most recently. I'm sure duck season was running on about Oregon, but whatever. Dylan Burns, this happens at universities often. I've never heard of this. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm not sure what you mean. Never heard of a
1: $240 million accounting year yeah. in a public university, <laughs> which has massive oversight in that state. It's most likely this is probably paying for salaries with endowments, interest instead of state money or budgeted funds. Not a great idea, but it happens. Collectives and boosters. Like who's paying Jimbo's initial buyout? Boosters. Like if you look at who's paying Nick Saban's... Um, buyout and salary because what's happening with Nick Saban is he's staying on staff in an advisory capacity. Who's paying him? Uh, The boosters are paying him at Alabama. Just saying. And you look around, it's never the public institution doesn't pay buyouts. It, it, It does not work that way. Collectives, boosters, donors, guys with their name on the building. They're the ones that pay the buyouts. It's wild to me. Like, how does this happen? <laughs> how and it's it, the University of Arizona. Like this is again, and I know I said this last time we talked about, but would this have happened with Lou Olson no. back in those days? Or no, I feel like the Board of Regents and knowing several people on that board now from the the Pac 12 situation, it's shocking that this went down because ultimately it's their job to oversee and
0: administer those two universities. You know what kind of hit this takes for Dave Hickey to his reputation? Oh my god! Like, do you understand that this is someone who is probably not going to be an athletic director again? Man, I, I, no, his career's over. His career's over, dude. Yeah, like it's it's done. Uh, by the way, just want to point this out for people saying that the NFL maybe isn't going the right direction. Yeah. So turns out that. uh,
1: Yeah. Did you see that?
0: Forty million people. Watch the Lions-Bucks game. Just saying. Talk nice. about getting paid.
1: Hey, look at that. Greg Hawkins got his Monty Show t-shirt.
0: Let's go, baby.
1: That he ordered. And, and and I'm serious. A lot of people have asked us about merch. A lot of people have asked us about merch. Now, we also, as we always promise you that we will do, Right. we put the link in our members-only group first. We did that several weeks ago. And several of our fine uh, Monty Show uh, members-only content folks grab themselves a uh, piece of merch. So I've seen a sweatshirt now, and I've seen a T-shirt now. Let's go. And it's all up in the link below, you guys. There's a link so you can buy our merch now. Uh, Greg Hawkins got the Monty Show T-shirt. Boom. Uh, I believe we also have a sweatshirt out. Uh, which is great. We want you guys to have access to it. We have a T-shirt, a sweatshirt. Jake, where's your sweatshirt? Jake has a sweatshirt sitting right over there. We have a T-shirt, a sweatshirt. We have uh, a a sleeveless hoodie, which everybody was asking me about. We got one. Uh, We have a trucker hat and a skull cap. And a lot of people asked us about quality of it. Like the hats are Travis Matthew. Like the quality of the T-shirt and the sweatshirt are really good. Yes. Hook it up. Link in the description of the YouTube channel below, my friends. Yes. Uh, so do not hesitate to get there. While you're going there, please hit the like button. We have uh, almost 2,000 people have viewed the show. And we only have 67 likes. So if you have not hit the like button, please do that for us. We always try to get to a couple hundred to show. Uh, that'd be great. All right. A couple more because you guys have been amazing on the comment section today. The, the, whoa. The Eyepatch. Junior, where's your sweatshirt?
0: Really, dude you you so let me get this right. <clears throat> let me get this right, I, and, and, and I know it's just me, just me, right? You got dominated on Friday in the comments, Junior, section, and then you want. to Oh, come that was in the Puka Nakua. And, yeah, that was the Puka Nakua sucks and never did anything at BYU, and he was a terrible a, player. You know, I believe your Hall Fame. I believe he said him. Puka Nakua sucks and he'll never. Uh, do I don't do know anything. Who, I don't know who Puka Nakua is, but I know Puka Puka Nakua. Uh, is, and, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. So nice job, dude. And I believe you said
1: pooped on my Nakua. Yeah. You know, which is fine anyway, but yeah, hook up the merch. Um, good talk. Always appreciate that. Um, look at that. Shouty a member for one month. Let's go. Thank you. Love y'all. No, no, no. Shouty. We no, love you. Shouty. Uh, eye patch. We're just kidding, dude. Don't lose your mind. We're just having fun with you, man. Uh, let's see. Maury Alvarez says merch. Yeah. Lance Johnson, merch. Yes. It's about F effing time. I know. Go. Order it. Buy it. Gumby Fresh Out. Von Dutch Monty Show hat. Yeah, you can get a trucker hat. Absolutely. Joseph Carruthers, or is uh, there a limit for emojis in the comment? If you use all emojis, I kid you not, if you use all emojis, nine times out of ten, unless you're a regular here, YouTube is going to filter you. Boom. out of here boss frog seriously do you believe 240 million dollars in mismanagement is entirely athletics it can't be ua has an annual athletic budget this big they i'm telling you this is a far far larger issue and it i think dave heakey's a fall guy
0: yeah maybe he ain't the only fall guy maybe just for now he is it is not good
1: who knows it is not good all right can we talk about uh Caruthers says please no puka on me i try <laughs> You know, uh, Johnny Gonzalez, get a trucker hat to match your conference. There yes. you go. Yes. There you go. YouTube PD on scene picked up duck season. Was it that bad? I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it.
0: <laughs> YouTube PD picked him up.
1: <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, all right. Can we do t- a couple of things real quick before we rip Madonna? Um. <clears throat> mcdonald's is bringing back the double big macs jake (laughs) you think the big mac is the best burger
0: in fast food no i think it's one of the worst burgers in fast food so you hate the big mac i do when's the last
1: time you had a big mac
0: gosh years literally years i i like i've had you know five guys and jack and many others but i the big will you try this I mean, I would try it on the show if we want to do that, but I'm not going to go out of my you way. would, Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to do it. I'd do it on the show, though. I don't think I can do it. I think
1: McDonald's, and I, I probably shouldn't because we've talked to them about doing deals. Yeah. I think McDeezy is... now. I will... I, I, I And I have fought, and I will fight you on this. I will fight you on this. And I'll drop
0: that motherfucker.
1: I'm a big believer... The filet of fish is one of the best sandwiches in fast food.
0: What? That's bullshit.
1: If you buy a filet of fish and you can't get laid, that's a you problem. Bro, do you do you want water butt? Like, is that what you're looking for? Dude, it's not water. Why why go there?
0: Because you're getting fish from McDonald's, bro. Like,
1: <laughs> first of all, you're not getting fish from McDonald's. Because we all know it's not real fish. And it's not there as if it is. Yeah, I actually think it is real fish, but it's awesome. The tartar sauce they use, get, go get a, stop on the way home tonight. And, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow we'll throw in a surprise Amazon gift card if somebody eat, buys a double Big Mac. Yeah. But a filet fish I'm telling you, it's amazing. Yeah. filet fish at McDonald's is one of the most underrated sandwiches in fast food. Okay. I'm fat. I know. <laughs> um, trust me, I know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's remarkable. Gumby fresh out, but I will get up early for Mickey D's breakfast.
0: Yeah, breakfast at McDonald's is pretty much undefeated, bro. I patch says I like to fight. We kind of figured that out. W- you what?
1: <laughs> what? We figured that out. Uh, Gumby fresh out McDonald's, greater than five. Okay,
0: no. Okay, uh, I got. It. I got this. Let me get this. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Single up. Go ahead. You've lost all credibility.
1: There you go. That was kind of disappointing, Jake.
0: Um, You know, I'm telling you. What am I? What am I supposed to do when you comment McDonald's burgers over Five Guys burgers? Like, do you know how insulting that is? Yeah, it's on brand for Gumby. I guess is it? He
1: listens to the show. Yeah, but like McDonald's proves on a daily basis he has poor taste listening to the show. Do you really think he's gonna know that McDonald's? Yeah. See what I? Because it's garbage. Self deprecating. Uh, stepanic. I don't eat McDonald's, but I would buy a double Big Mac. That's what she said. I mean,
0: listen, I'll buy one and have it on the show if you want. Like we can said. do that, but you know, that's what, that's what she said.
1: Um, well, I don't understand what happened there. Okay. Um, let's see. Shouty Patty melt F. Oh, Patty Melts are so good. the cod sandwich at Culver's is the best. It's good. I've had it uh gumby says but i will get up early for mcdonald's restaurant yeah breakfast lance johnson mcroyale with cheese the only way and breakfast yeah. you know mm-hmm. uh casey this P-p-p-press. is a tasty burger this guy's a fool yay okay <laughs> i may be a fool but i'll fight you over uh a, a, over a. yay i'm telling you a filet of fish hmm uh, it, it, it is real fish. There's a documentary on the ship on how it's pronounced. Really? That was a masterpiece of dog shit. Okay. Uh, Ron Nolan fish filet from McDonald's. That's tiny American cheese strip and fake tartar sauce. Buy one, get the second one for a dollar. Loving it. <laughs> it's so good. I'm telling you, 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 your wife will want it more because oh, you ate a filet of fish. Chill, dude. You I'm serious. You know, these guys are going to come. Uh, a lot. A lot. I'm telling you. Five guys' fries and shakes greater than Mickey D's lunch menu. Damn <laughs> there right you go. It is. Now you. you're back on Thank track. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Sean
1: Rollins, that's like Subway over Jersey Mikes. Nobody is ever that. Yeah, gone. Jersey Mikes is gas. You know,
0: yeah. come on.
1: You know. Uh shows winding down. Thank you. I got in here, was kind of bored. I was actually waking up. Okay. Our show sucks. I get it. We know. Uh <laughs> Uh, no, excuse me, Carruthers. I liked McDonald's when I was twelve. <laughs> is there anybody here who likes McDonald's? I like their breakfast. Their breakfast is good. And I will not ridicule you. Yeah, their breakfast is good. That's a lie. I will. Uh, boss Frog, hard pass on the fillet of fish steak tonight, <laughs>
0: <clears throat> bro. How much steak you gonna have, boss? Like, like, come on now, dude. Come I on had, now, bro.
2: <sighs>
1: steak is so good. Uh Phil f- Yay of fish. Phil Yay of fish. Phil Yay. Uh filet tonight, yay! boss frog. Damn right, Rollins. Exactly right. Big breakfast is the bomb. Oh, the Big Mac or the McDonald's big breakfast. I gotcha. Uh when are you doing the show UCF wins the Big 12? Probably never because that's not gonna happen. That's not true. I'm just being a dick. Um, I love UCF. I do. Uh let's see. Who else? Dakota Tubbs. Ronnie Mac Steakhouse has the Big Mac for you, Boss Frog. Okay. Victor Roca. The Hat Pea Chili Fries. Glendora, California. Go Tartans! I used to live in Glendora. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. Dude, I have had the Putin Fries at the Hat. The Putin. Now that's water butt. God, the Hat. Why are you... Dude. (laughs) I haven't had the Hat in... Mrs. Monty would absolutely just lose her mind right now, because we. Oh man, dude! Isn't there a sizzler on Alasta Avenue in Glendora? I think there is. Oh, oh. Jay Brannon, I would rather have a double QPC than a Big Mac. Quarter pound with cheese. Okay, thank you. Good save. McNuggies. No, never. (laughs) McNuggies. Okay. Okay. While we're talking about burgers. The uh, original Oakland location of In-N-Out is closing. They see too much crime (laughs) and violence. Mm -hmm. So uh, all they're doing in Oakland is taking L after L, right? I mean, A's, Raiders, Warriors. Boom. Out of here. (laughs) In-N-Out. In-N-Out or McDonald's? In-N-Out. In-N-Out or Wendy's? In-N-Out. Really? Yeah. Wow, you've Burger. turned on du- yeah, Dave's Double.
0: Yeah, dude. The Dave's Double, I don't have an issue with the Dave's Double, but the experience at Wendy's is trash. It's wow. it's really not good, dude. Okay. Like, it's tough. Um, In and out,
1: I know you're going to say Five Guys, because that I would say Five Guys. Yeah, Five Guys, yeah. Uh, In and out
0: or Jack? Jack. Really? Yeah, yeah. More complete package of Jack, because I know that I can get A a burger that's on par. Really? Yeah, that's in the same realm. Um, That's a
1: little surprising.
0: Then I can get two tacos or I can get the mini taco box. I can get the large fry uh, and I can get a shake. And all of that's better than In-N-Out.
1: That's wild. Just saying. That's wild that you're doing that. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think In-N-Out's one of the most overrated chains in America. I don't think In-N-Out's good. Neither does Oakland, apparently. I really don't. I am from California. Cali is just imploding. Okay. Joseph Harper, just ordered a hat. We'll send you a video when it arrives. In and out's new slogan for all Oakland teams. There you go. Ain't see In and Out. We were in. Now we're out. Okay, fuck you. How's that? Joseph, appreciate you ordering the hat. There was an In N Out in Oakland. Where was this? Not in a good probably in apparently. Richmond. Yeah. Well, which is a different neighborhood. Uh, it's Whataburger or nothing. See, and I love Whataburger. Dude. See, Dakota, see, as poor as your taste is, is, is in Ooh, college football You need to be fired. I'm kidding. Uh, I actually love Whataburger. Certain people on this show, such as and yeah, like, I'm not talking about that. You know, don't mm. Carruthers says never had In and Out. You should have it if you have a chance because it's actually good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It is, yeah. Carruthers Jack has curly fries. Oh. That just sounds so – Del yeah. Taco's fries are better than Jack Curly fries. Agreed. Come on. The crinkle cuts? Seriously. Gumby, uh, to defend two holes in and out, don't got two dollar ta- two tacos for $2. This is See? a good point. See? Ron yes. Nolan, I'm excited. Why? Well, okay. I mean, I, okay. Well, I'm
0: so bricked up right wow. now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, dare I ask why you're excited, Ron? <laughs> Uh, Lance, Whataburger, you need to live somewhere else, Jake. Whataburger's really good. Bro, are
0: you trying to kick me out of my
1: own state, bro? No, but it's good, dude. You should really try it. Okay, I'll try it again. Is there, is there Whataburger around here? No. Maybe when we go to the Cubs' spring training. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there yeah. is. Yeah. Titans are working to finalize a deal to hire Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their next head coach. Stay hard. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Teams are going to start moving on these young offensive coordinators, and Callahan is getting a lot of credit for developing Joe Burrow. Ooh, that's a big one. Dudes, I'm telling you, he is these, and And I hope I'm I'm right. I hope I'm right, because I think you're going to see in the NFL, teams are going to go on a run of hiring quarterback gurus, and this is why I think LA, San Diego, Wales, vagina is going to hire Jim Harbaugh Mm -hmm. because I think you, you have to, you have to service your quarterbacks. Um, Callahan has coached or worked with Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr and Joe Burrow. That's unbelievable. Joseph Lee Burrow. He has tutored under John Fox, Gary Kubiak, Jim Caldwell, John Gruden, and Zach Taylor. Jesus. That's that's a guy with with some that's wow. unbelievable. That dude knows and, and I'm you guys, it's Bobby Slowick has to get a job. Now that Tennessee's off the table, Carolina, they, they remember we were talking about this is gonna be the week of dominoes. Carolina's got to go hire a guy. Yeah, because you, there are only Ben Johnson's not going to be available to interview in person this week, and I believe Carolina already interviewed him. I would, I would win the Bobby Slowick Derby if, if I were Carolina with Bryce Young. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. I'd absolutely do it. And if you're Seattle, I don't. You know, Seattle's really interesting because of their defensive identity. Is Mike Vrabel? Better than Dan Quinn? I think he is. I think he's younger and more in touch. Yeah, I agree. But that's really, ooh. Interesting times. Yeah. Uh, Callahan could do wonders with Will Levis. That's exactly right. Exactly right. That's a big, big hire for Tennessee. Uh, Wasikowski, Five Guys Burgers. Good show tonight. Let's see what happens Sunday night. What's with the life preserver on Jake? Oh, the... It is a flotation device.
0: Like, stand bro, up, like, stand
1: what are up. we doing, bro? What do you mean? What are we? You're like, wearing a, a, a it's flotation a vest, device, dog, it's right? A vest, a right? Puffer. But you it's can... a puffer vest, right? But it makes you look like the Michelin Man. <laughs> did you just call me fat, dude? Yes, <laughs> it is a...
0: I'm wearing like yeah, I'm wearing a golf. Puffy. vest. I like it. Okay, it's puffy. Who bought it I for like you? It. You did, that's right. Uh,
1: Callahan could do wonders with Levis. Uh, love you guys today. Thank you. Good to see you, Katie. Appreciate you being here. Uh, we have a chain called Spangles that makes their own ice cream. Okay. You go. I'm eating corn chips. That's how interested in the show. Uh, it, right. What do you mean? The eye patch seems like your likes to fight guy today. Uh, Jeff Weber, best burger in Alaska, Tommy's burger spot or Arctic runner road runner. Okay. Okay uh katie raider for ten dollars thanks guys Owed you. appreciate that five guys burgers for people that are 20 pounds overweight well they're actually really good burgers though i think i what i and i'm not a guy that eats a lot of burgers at all if i was going if somebody said hey let's go get a burger all right cool let's go to five guys that's how i would roll with it because i again no i don't have a what a burger but i would go to five
0: guys i think it's funny that this is the best this dude can do right here what do you mean he's saying that five guys burgers are for us because we're fat that's what he's saying okay cool I, I,
1: dude if you're if you're being a red ass that's cool i appreciate you being a red ass crown burger and order onion rings my wife loves onion rings we never eat them yeah uh extra you know who's underrated but i only get the impossible burger now is the habit yeah The Habit's a little underrated as well. The
0: Impossible Burger is pretty good. I ain't going to lie. Yeah.
1: Boston Mapes, Two Holes McFly. Thank you. Remember, you don't remember Marty McFly. McFly, you don't. Uh, Lance Johnson, Winsteads. Never heard of Winsteads. What what do I need to know about Winsteads? (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Just hit the like button, did you? Yeah, you guys, let's go. Where are we at here? 77 on 2400. Come on now. We can do better than that. Two holes McFly. Uh Araldish Chapman to the Pirates. Is that true? It's been a nice career, bud. Yeah, see you later. Now that you mention it, Mapes, Jake does look like Marty McFly. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, uh, because Marty had on a a life preserver when he got his Toyota pickup truck.
0: Wow. You guys that's, remember that? Man.
1: Gumby Fresh Out. I'm fat and hate five guys' burgers. So there's that. Okay. Okay. Uh Sergeant Green, Doris at my local bowling alley can cook up a hell of a burger. (laughs) Man, I I had when I was growing up in good old Round Lake Beach, Illinois, I think it was called Lakes Bowl, Jake. I think it's
0: hard. I don't remember. They had sounds familiar. They
1: had see when you grew up in 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 just hole in the wall America, Mm -hmm. which Round Lake is. They had the best. Pizza puffs. I and I fell in love with the pizza puff as, as eye patch points out. I'm fat. Um, I fell in love with the pizza puff in high school with mayonnaise dipping it in mayonnaise. There's nothing like it. No, nah. you guys, there's nothing like it. Tanner, I love onion rings, right, dude? They're so good. Five guys is like $30 a burger, it's stupid expensive, stupid, but, good though. But it is, and they give you a buttload of fries, as we talked about last week. With all due respect, the habit is kind of mid. Okay. Okay. Carruthers, I think Five Guys is the highest quality burger place that you guys have mentioned that I have in my area. Okay. I like that. How are your prize picks looking?
0: Uh, We're in pretty good shape here. Uh, I've got, well, maybe we're not in great shape, actually. I've got Giannis. Giannis. Less than 43.5 points and rebounds. Dude, what happened to price picks? I have to keep logging in. Yeah, I had to, like, reload it a couple times. I took Joel Embiid Joey. for more than 54.5 points, rebounds, and assists, and he's got 32, and it's not even the half yet, so we're looking nice there. And then I also took Tyrese Maxey to have less than 39 39.5 half You stole points, him from me. Rebounds and assists. You stole him from me. Well, if it works, it works. I'll probably lose, though, you know. I haven't got anybody
1: going yet because... Um... I've got six thirty, so I got about half an hour on Tatum and Luka. Yeah. So, you Sweet. know, uh, Portillo's, yes, Maury. Uh, God, oh.
0: another month. Uh,
1: why, why? Uh, Casey, boss, uh, Winsteads in Kansas City used to be awesome, not so much now. Don't you hate when like a favorite place goes down the drain? Sucks. It's always bad. I like the best actually. Boston Mabe says, "Thank Thanks, you, bro. Appreciate that." Uh, Ron Nolan, who isn't twenty pounds overweight, seriously seriously the eye patch i don't like me and junior would i don't like me and junior would be great friends you don't think you would jake's a pretty easy guy to get along with he is jeff woodworth mars is small but uranus is overweight
0: i look i'm trying (laughs) i'm doing squats dude yeah dude so how close are you to looking at your own butthole now i mean are you Uh, graduating or like what's where are we i'm not
1: uh i'm not uh craig overmeyer brian callahan Bengals offensive coordinator just got hired by the titans what
0: <laughs> what it literally is so reliable what every single time this happens did you are did you, you know sure that? I... like i
1: what well, who are you dave Hickey? that you're missing these obvious issues dude <laughs> we just talked about that craig but i appreciate you saying that great hire i love that show great hire and I, I was just saying before you so rudely not interrupted me <laughs> that uh, there's going to be a run on young, on offensive quarterbacks, gurus. And offensive we were saying that. Gurus. We were, Don. Um, <laughs> did you see Donald Trump the other day confuse Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi? Did you hear about that? Um, no. So Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, during the January 6th thing, and Donnie's running on about how Nikki Haley refused security and troops to help her protect the Capitol. And it's it's so uncomfortable to watch. He's giving this speech and he's like, and we offered her tens of thousands of troops. And Nikki Haley, it was her it was like, dude, stop. Stop. Oh, yes. Yes. Fuddruckers.
0: Dude, Excellent burgers.
1: So we went to one in Walnut Creek, California. So good. So good. Uh Johnny Gonzalez, Nancy Haley, Nikki Pelosi. It's all the same thing. Uh, are you guys going to be Big 12 basketball conference championship in March? We're not. No, actually. No, we're not. Niners and Ravens to the Super Bowl. I would agree with that. So Niners to the Super Bowl. I think so. I just think they're better. The defense is better. And I, I think I think the um I think the what's the right way to say this? The Lions are good. They're not great. And I think they've had the benefit of a soft schedule, even in the playoffs, but they're there. So uh, please don't vote for that thing, everyone. Okay.
0: We're not doing that,
1: dude. Wrong show. I was just, I shouldn't have brought it up. Jake's yeah. so pissed. I brought that yeah, up. There's no point. When you realize the song, this old man. Mi- okay. Uh-huh. Jeff, <laughs> 30 pieces of flair is the minimum at Rockers. God, I love that um. reference. I love that reference. So good. So good. Okay. And, and finally,
0: mm-hmm. what'd you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a little garage organizing. It's tired of my garage being a mess. You too. the w- this guy over here, FaceTimes me from his garage
1: and he's like, yeah, just out of here cleaning the garage, bro.
0: It's actually not true. I was I Facetime you to show you something. You did. You found something cool in your garage. He
1: finds a dead uh, uh, a dead possum in his garage, and he's like, "Hey, I just wanted to show you
0: this. Look at its butthole."
1: Says the guy who has sent me pictures of my own dog's
0: butthole. Have you actually have done that? Yeah, I did that once. Yes. And I'm dog sitting this weekend, so maybe I can renew it.
1: Takes a pulls the dog's tail up, takes a picture of his butthole, and sends it to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? Did Jake destroy another national park last weekend? He didn't. Oh my God. He didn't. Dude. He didn't. Big Blue Horses. Someone has a case of the Mondays. Boston Mapes. I like Tony Burger. Tony Burgers. Tony. Uh, Miners and Chiefs. Two best teams in the league. Could be. Could be. Um, the possum is just hitching a ride. Exactly. Does, am I the only one that, that follows fishing with Tate?
0: Okay. Again. Yes. Who the hell is fishing with Tate? You should on Instagram or TikTok
1: (laughs) fishing with Tate. Mrs. Monty's into it. She'll never admit it because she hates me. Okay. But Mrs. Monty's into fishing with Tate. And it's a good account. I follow it out on TikTok. They do more on the talk than they do anywhere else, which is different than you know. You know, talking, talking, talking. Okay, wait, what, is it? what is it? Fishing, Fishing with Tate. T a t e, which is different than T. You know, eye patch. What? Why? Junior played with his Barbie collection. Why the red ass? I don't and, understand. And, and,
0: it. and again, again, all I have to say is that is that the best you can do, bro? Is that really... Is Junior the best you can do? Because Yeah, yeah we've like, never heard that one like, before. Come on, guy.
1: I prefer food with Uncle Roger. Never heard of that account. Uh, Jeff Woodward, taint fishing. I'll look that one
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking donkey. Taint fishing. The visual of Good a hook Lord. going through your... Just Oh, I got one!
1: Ah! I have been on a run lately of Of people running into things on their bicycles, bro. I don't know how people mountain bike. Yeah, no, that's sketch, bro. (laughs) There was a dude. (laughs) There was a dude being pulled by a car on a bike going down a street. The bike kind of snaps out from underneath him, and he flies backwards like this into a street sign. Um, and um, just hits the street um, sign in the middle of his back
0: joelle and bead is abusing
1: victor yeah victor wambin by Joel and bead uh taint smells like fishing exactly you know uh jake you have a barbie collection apparently, apparently. i mean you know apparently. apparently carruthers so is the hook or the fish tainted exactly what's an erection what happened to your hook oh it got tainted no, Jimmy got too close and the hook got tainted. Mike Smith, my mama, <laughs> take me home. For... Anyway, I pull an old man nap and wake up to taint fishing.
0: <laughs> Winning. Oh, sh-
1: Dude, that's why I love this show. All right. All right. We should go. Yeah. The eye patch. I love you, dude. I'm glad you're here. He says, I'm kind of limited. Dude, you're amazing. I just, some days you seem crabby. And all of this over pooped in my Nakua. Puked in man. my, my Nakua. Hey, man. Well, you want to know what I did this weekend? I got so drunk, I puked in my Nakua. It's my new, that new EV, the Nakua. I got so drunk, I went to Taco Bell and pooped in my Nakua. <laughs> i puke. Okay, just go to trydaytrading.com slash Mati and get the 10-day 30 30 $10 30 day. Uh, Hello. 30 day, $10 trial membership while wearing our new merch that's linked below. Say goodbye, Jake.
0: Go on, Jake.